WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Tuesday, February 6th. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210. The phone number on social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. We have an action-packed program for you this morning. And unlike CNN's morning show, we are not downsizing and changing time slots. <laughs> what about that story? What an I experiment was... gone wrong, right? Imagine coming out and saying, you know what? I think we're just going to punt on morning drive. <laughs> yeah, we'll just uh, focus on other day parts. So are they both out, or is just uh, pop, the popster out? Well, we are exploring all options okay. to see where we can reallocate our assets. Ah, yes. Probably moving people around until their contracts are up. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. What a disaster. We have all sorts of good stuff this morning. Dawn, how are you? Great. Happy Tuesday. Gregory? Ah, yes. Tuesday. We have a big take this morning on this absurd border bill that if you take time to read it, I think should infuriate all Americans, not just Republicans. We will get to that this morning. I also have to crush the Philadelphia Inquirer this morning. Uh Uh-oh. Not my style typically to go after the local press, but I just couldn't help myself with the headline in a column written by a man named Will Bunch. We'll get to that this morning. Apparently, the Philadelphia Sheriff's Office is doing the same thing that Nikki Haley is doing. Fake praise. Fake fraudulent emails and headlines <laughs> that were completely concocted by their own team. We'll dime them out. Also, John Fetterman. The praise continues Uh-oh. for the man once deemed a progressive. Very interesting story in The Guardian written about him. As I mentioned, we will eulogize CNN's morning show and also why one company has done such a terrible job with advertising that a lot of the companies that are advertising for the Super Bowl this year, they're going to keep it basic. They're going to keep it simple, not try to complicate things, and not risk the backlash on social media. So we're going to have a bunch of boring commercials. Is that what I'm getting? Or if your product's not broken, don't try to... uh, Heiner Schneid yourself. Heiner Schneid. That's pretty much my takeaway. We'll get a verb. <laughs> <laughs> You've been Heiner Schneided. <laughs> we'll get to all of that this morning, plus the cut sheet and all sorts of good stuff, including day four of our Disney keyword, Whoa. which is coming up at 830. 830, okay. That's correct. Let's get to uh, all of that as we move along this morning, but right now, let's get to the news. 604, round number one, right out of the gates, the great Dawn Stenzel. And good morning this Tuesday, February 6th. We're at 29 degrees. I'll tell you how much we'll warm up when the sun comes out. We are sponsored by COSA. 
this morning on Kale and Company News Live. So today we get the budget address from Governor Josh Shapiro of Pennsylvania. So we'll hear from the Gov today amid a crisis with school funding. Does he want to raise taxes? One of the big questions everybody's wanting to know from Governor Josh Shapiro. Philadelphia DA Larry Krasner announcing a task force aimed at preventing both retail theft and housing theft. So Krasner holding a biggity big media conference along with community leaders, business professionals, retailers, unveiling the city's first ever organized retail and house house theft task force during that news conference, that media news conference that took place at Red Caps Corner, a gaming store along the 3800 block of Lancaster Avenue. So in this one, Krasner addressing the issue that many have said that there seems to be a dollar amount where they prosecute. And he said, no, that's not true. There's no such dollar amount, even though we've heard from many retailers who've said, "Eh, if it's under $500, generally speaking, they don't take the case. That's according to many, many retailers. But after the tragedy that we know happened at the Macy's store, where we learned how many retail thefts they had and two security guards were stabbed and one killed, one murdered in that case. So this comes, it seems to be timed after that Macy's situation and in the lawsuit filed against Macy's and the owners of the Center City building where the store is located, the lawyers for the family of the victim who died cited the retail thefts and overall crime in Center City as major factors that actually led to their son's deadly shooting. Notice the wording there from uh, the way you positioned that. Well, I shouldn't say you, Don. You're just reporting it. Yeah. Aimed at preventing theft. Well, yeah. you can only prevent so much. My question is, what are you prepared to do about it when you can't prevent it? Will you prosecute? Or are we going to be like California where you have to reach a certain financial threshold yes. before people step in? He claims there's no financial threshold, Nick Okay. Hale. Okay. Hmm. But the family, the grieving family of security guard Eric Harrison, who we've talked about, who was stabbed to death at that Center City Macy's store, they and and their lawyers, it's a big lawsuit that we've talked about and has a chilling impact on retail places like Macy's. But they say more than 250 reports of retail theft happened so far this year at the Macy's, right, uh, right in the shadow of City Hall, essentially. Terrible. Yeah. So that that news conference and Krasner has certainly... uh, garnered a whole lot of reaction. I know we'll talk about it moving forward. We have sad news today, as we've been talking a lot about the Grammys and especially country music, and now word that country music singer Toby Keith has died at the age of 62 years young, 18 months after he revealed he had stomach cancer, and he had put out on, the family had put this out, said that Keith passed away peacefully, surrounded by his family. He fought his fight with grace and courage. He was suffering with stomach cancer and had put his faith in God and received so much comfort, he had said. That's terrible. Yeah, way too young, 62. Yeah, it's just devastating. Uh, As far as our Philadelphia Eagles, hey, you want to go to Brazil next fall? Uh, I've heard about this story. Mm, How nice. Kale and Company, uh, Kale and Company, season opener road trip? I think it's a road, it's a, it's a road trip. Kale and Company, First morning show road trip to South America. Stalker, you've got that. We could actually, you know, we could actually do. We could, we could seal, we could help seal the border while we're down there. <laughs> See, I could sell it as that. It can right. be a twofer. Right. We could, sell, we could seal the 
border and uh, watch the Eagles. Play. Many people are reporting that Alejandro Mayorkas is actually going to be the uh, flipping the coin at the 50-yard line for that game. <laughs> well, because they may uh, vote on that impeachment today, my friend. So <laughs> maybe looking for work. Speaking of the Biden administration announced that it's rolling out that new policy that will allow it to impose visa restrictions on foreign individuals involved in the misuse of commercial spyware. So the administration's policy will approve, will apply to people who have been involved in the, quote, misuse of commercial spyware to target individuals, including journalists, activists, perceived dissidents, members of marginalized communities, or the family members of those who are targeted. The visa restrictions could also apply to people who facilitate or get financial benefit from the misuse of commercial spyware. This is the Biden uh, issuing this executive order nearly a year ago, restricting U.S. government's use of commercial spyware. But this is a a new announcement ruling out the new policy that's going on. So talking about that this morning in the forecast, I'll get to our forecast because, again, who doesn't love this? This is above normal temperatures. I'm going to say we have above normal temperatures. So even though it's cold right now, 29 degrees clear with that crescent moon hanging so low i, I thought nick kale was going to grab it and do some like chin up pull-ups. <laughs> i saw it coming in this morning on the school that's, I was like, well, that's awfully that's awfully low looking <laughs> but uh that that will give us the moon as the sun rises that we will see a beautiful sunny day today and the high we are kissing 43 degrees the warm-up begins tomorrow with bright sunshine 48 degrees for your wednesday hump day Thursday, that warm-up continues, 52 degrees, bright, sunny skies, 55 and sunny by your Friday. And then Saturday, partly cloudy, but it would, the sun will come out, 61 balmy degrees wow. for your, yeah, Saturday. And then on the 11th, on Sunday, 56 degrees, still very mild and partly sunny. So this sunny, beautiful stretch, maybe a few scattered showers possible on Saturday, but otherwise, Feels like spring. Well, that fat little groundhog did say early spring this year, didn't he? <laughs> well, maybe he was right. Yeah. Have questions about aging? The Delaware County Office of Services for the Aging, or COSA, can point you in the right direction. To see how COSA can help you or a loved one, visit DelCosa, C-O-S-A, DelCosa.org. COSA is supported by Delaware County Council. Kellen Company News Live. All right, Don. thank you very much. 611 on this Tuesday morning as we get ready for another Big Take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, the Big Take this morning is brought to you by Holland Floor Covering. The Big Take, your border, but our rules. They don't care about you. They only care about their agenda. Your security in America comes with a disclaimer and a price tag. We in the United States should be disgusted and furious with our politicians over the latest Senate bill proposal for the border regardless of party. But Republicans should be incredibly ticked off at what the Senate unveiled on Sunday. The unveiling of a $118 billion bipartisan border security bill that would also provide aid to, you guessed it, Ukraine and Israel, which was promptly met with opposition by many House Republicans. You want a more secure border for the citizens of the United States? Okay, sure, you got it, but... We get to finance the never-ending war between Russia and Ukraine. And we also get more money for Israel. It's called the art of the deal. That's what Trump said, right? It's part of negotiating. It's a give and take, you peasants. So says these Washington bureaucrats. 
and their never-ending war machine. President Joe Biden saying, quote, I urge Congress to come together and swiftly pass this bipartisan agreement, end quote. Speaker Mike Johnson declared it, quote, dead on arrival if it reaches the chamber. Johnson also saying, quote, this bill is even worse than we expected and won't come close to ending the border catastrophe that the president has created. Donald Trump speaking in Las Vegas, Nevada, taking credit for pointing out the flaws of this bill and how it won't fly. Listen and watch Trump. As the leader of our party, there is zero chance I will support this horrible open borders betrayal of America. It's not going to happen. I noticed that, and I'll fight it all the way. I noticed a lot of the senators, a lot of the senators are trying to say respectfully they're blaming it on me. I said, that's okay. Please blame it on me, please, because they were getting ready to pass a very bad bill. And I'll tell you what. A bad bill is, I'd rather have no bill than a bad bill. That was Donald Trump doubling down yesterday following his conversation on Sunday on Fox News with Maria Bartiromo. Listen and watch this clip of Trump. You know, they're not releasing the papers. That's always a bad sign. Nobody can get a hold of the papers. So they're going to release it Friday night. Why? Why weren't they releasing it earlier than that? Because it's no good. And it's no good for the Republicans. And frankly, any Republican that signs it should be ashamed of himself or herself. I don't think there's anything you can do that's worse than a bad immigration deal. And they're doing a bad deal. You're better off not having a deal than having a bad deal. And that's what they're negotiating. But not so fast, says Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, the leader of the GOP House, says... Donald Trump is not calling the shots. He is. Listen and watch this. Is Donald Trump calling the shots here, Mr. Speaker? Of course not. He's not calling the shots. I am calling the shots for the House. That's our responsibility. And I have been saying this far longer than President Trump has. I have been saying what the requirements are to fix the problem. I don't care if they call the legislation H.R. 2 or not. We're willing to work, but they have to be serious about it. If you only do a few of those components, you are not going to solve the problem. And, Kristen, that's not a Republican talking point. So once again, we have posturing over who's in control, who knew what, and who said what. The reality is this. This is an awful bill and has no right ever passing. Why? Because for every one American interest, it has three times more foreign interest. We will end up with $20 billion in the bill that would go for border security. That's great until you actually read the rest of it, which includes $60 billion going to Ukraine to support their war against Russia. Only $14 billion will go to Israel and their war with Hamas, while only $2 billion goes to our own nation dealing with conflict in the Red Sea. Translation, America last. Zelensky will continue to receive the never-ending blank checks as we now approach two years of this war. That is coming up in, what, a matter of 18 days on February 24th, 2022 when it began still no end in sight but you got to keep that machine humming right so why the third financial aid for the border because in my opinion they want to replace you they even say it out loud nowadays here's congresswoman yvette clark she serves the ninth district in new york and she said the quiet part out loud recently listen and watch this i'm from brooklyn new york we have Listen a to this. diaspora that, that can They're saying it out loud now. a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the end being closed, 
um, no room in the end. I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes. Out with the old, in with the new. If your policies fail and you can't lower the voting age to 16, what do you do? You open up the border, you flood the nation with illegal immigrants, and you hope they vote Democrat as a sign of appreciation in the future for entrance to America. And they're not even trying to hide this in print publication either. In a Time Magazine article from June 30th, 2021, they highlight the strategy. Quote, take for instance, the voting power of Hispanics. Between 2010 and 2020, America's Hispanic population grew by 20%, and their share of the electorate went from 6.9% to 10%. But while Democrats have long considered the nation's growing Hispanic vote a political advantage, Hispanic voters, like every other demographic group in American politics, are not a monolith. In fact, according to Pew Research, while the share of the voting electorate identifying as Hispanic has held steady at 10% between 2016 and 2020, Democrats' advantage within it fell from a 38-point gap to a 28-point gap, all the way down to a 21-point gap. As the growth rate of the population has slowed, its Democratic loyalties have fractured. During his first run, Trump carried 28% of Hispanic voters, and he followed it up four years later with 38% of Hispanic voters. And where are we today? Trump leads Biden in the Hispanic vote, 42% to 41% per NBC News polling. Now you see why they wanted to flood the border, 300,000-plus alone in December of 2023. And how about this headline? This is from October 29th of 2018 in the New York Times. Quote, we can replace them. It's a feature on two-time loser and two-time election denier Stacey Abrams in Georgia on how Democrats plan to replace Republicans in the red state. Or how about this headline from The Atlantic two months ago, December 2023, quote, the new face of the great replacement. Vivek Ramaswamy is both the newest proponent of this racist idea and the best example of why it's wrong, end quote. Ah, racism. No, it's not racist. It's reality. Per the Census Bureau, did you know that 2030 marks a demographic turning point for the United States and that by 2060, 36 years from now, the non-Hispanic white population is expected to shrink by over 20 million, which will lead to the non-Hispanic white population becoming the minority in the United States of America. And the New York Post highlighting what Elon Musk said over the weekend. Elon Musk has wildly claimed that the Biden administration is looking the other way as thousands of migrants illegally stream across the border because it wants to stack Democratic voter rolls before Election Day. The controversial Tesla founder took to his social media site X over the weekend with a, quote, bet you didn't know post accusing the White House of the migrant-turned-voter scam as Biden gears up for an expected nail-biter between himself and Donald Trump in November. Quote, Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas issued written guidance making it clear that illegal presence alone is not grounds for deportation. So wrote the tech tycoon. Criminal charges, convictions, or gang membership alone not enough for deportation. You basically have to be a convicted axe murderer to be deported. That was Elon Musk on social media. And after what we just saw in New York City with a migrant mob beating up NYPD officers and getting no cash bail, can you really say Elon Musk is wrong? Here's Donald Trump on Newsmax last night 
talking about how bad this border bill really is. Listen and watch this. And you have Republicans itching to sign off on this in the Senate. I mean, well, it's hard to believe because I think it probably would mean the end of their career. This is a, a Democrat trap. It's a trap for Republicans that would be so stupid, so foolish to sign a bill like this. This bill can't be signed. And it's not only that, it's massive amounts of money going out of town, as we say, going out of town, billions and billions and billions of dollars. And uh, it's so bad on the border. I've never seen anything like it. Actually, it's one of the worst, one of the dumbest bills I've ever seen. I think it's dead, totally dead of the House. I think they have almost unanimous or unanimous support. But I can't imagine anybody wanting to approve this bill. But the blueprint is very simple. Your safety in security is one-third of the concern that Ukraine's is. Your border is worth $20 million. Ukraine's border is worth $60 million. So we'll keep funding the war machine, keep rolling in new Democratic voters, and keep having Republicans bicker over who's in charge, what's a good deal, and continue playing politics while the rest of us in our country watch our nation get steamrolled and invaded. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. The Big Take this morning brought to you by Holland Floor Covering. Holland Floor Covering is the region's premier flooring dealer. Family operated for over 50 years, providing exceptional service and professional installation. Visit their two showrooms in Wayne and Newtown. No charge samples, no obligation estimates. Learn more at hollandfloor.com. We'll come back at your thoughts and reaction if you want to jump in. 855-839-1210. On social media at 1210WPHT. And, of course, have your voice heard in the Kale & Company comment section on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. We'll continue Kale & Company live here on this Tuesday morning. But first, a word from my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. One of the great things about working with Piazza is I always get firsthand knowledge of all the new toys, all the new gizmos and gadgets, all the new vehicles on their lot. And they bring me right over to test drive a handful of them. And they are just such a great group with so many amazing vehicles. You know, recently, I was just over there about two and a half weeks ago. And I had the chance to check out the brand new 2024 Honda Pilot Trail Sport. It's their big luxury SUV, which features a seven-mode drive system, trail watch multi-camera view, so you're getting all the security from all the angles, 18-inch alloy wheels, absolutely beautiful, and all the technology that you crave, like wireless Apple CarPlay. And this vehicle is big, it's powerful, it's fully loaded, it's actually meant to go off-roading as well. I also love the third-row seating, so if you have kids and you just don't want the empty space in the back, you can add another row of chairs. And the massive moonroof really lightens things up on a beautiful day. And look, the reality is this. You can explore the new Honda Pilot at any one of their five locations. That's right, they have five. Philadelphia, Pottstown, Reading, Springfield, and Langhorn. Shop all their inventory right now, piazzaautogroup.com. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app and, of course, watch us live on YouTube. Nevada primary today. Why it's basically irrelevant. We'll get to that later this morning. If it was more 
pertinent, we would talk about it earlier in the show. It's a very bizarre situation between today and Thursday, primary versus caucus. Who's going to actually participate? Who wants no part of it? We'll explain all of that. Uh, but I was I was blown away by this, this border bill, and I, I thought of you, Don, and I thought of you, Greg, on two different fronts when it comes to uh, the language pertaining to this absurd bill, Donald Trump saying, you know, uh, no bill is better than a bad bill, which makes a ton of sense. And, Dawn, I, I just read this and I see, OK, so we have a major crisis at the border. In fact, I, I would say we've elevated from crisis to catastrophe if we're going to enhance the uh, just how bad it is from a C word standpoint. It, it's catastrophic right now. There's there's no question about it. But it came off as America last across the board. Weren't we just told about a month and a half, two months ago, the last time Zelensky came to see Biden at the White House, that basically the funding was about to dry up for Ukraine? We have provided all that we can. That that was one of the narratives and themes coming out of the last money grab where Zelensky came over, grabbed the bag, and went back to his, his nation. Now all of a sudden it's, okay, well, you want your border shored up? I got you. $20 billion. How's that sound? Probably not enough, but we'll take it. Okay, but here's the caveat, Don. Here's the caveat. $60 has got to go to Zelensky. we got to keep funding that war. We are 18 days away from a two-year war with no end in sight. And it just seems like, you know what? We'll continue to keep firing away and give them whatever they need because of Vladimir Putin. Which, by the way, Tucker Carlson's over in Russia, apparently, interviewing Putin in the mainstream's having a meltdown. But I, I saw the bill, Dawn, and I thought America last, and I just could picture you saying it's a sin. It is a sin. You're exactly right. I just think that when we look at this border bill, you know what I picture if we were if we were on that flight to Brazil next fall <clears throat> for the Eagles opening game? We can dream. You know, we could dream. But you know how when they the flight attendant comes out and says, welcome all passengers to this flight. In the event of an emergency and the oxygen masks drop down, yeah. Put that oxygen mask on yourself first. Mm -hmm. Apply that first. And then once you're breathing, then help others around you, even your own kids, because if you pass out, you can't help your little kid. True. And so ultimately, I feel, I, I just thought of that. I thought, you know, here we have a, we are in a crisis. We see it here. We see it across the country as you've done many, many big takes, countless big takes on what's going on, right? And so ultimately, the, the insult of this, that they even put a combo deal together, just do a border bill by itself, a standalone border bill, and say, you know what? We're going to put the oxygen mask on us first. We're going to handle the American crisis that is, that is affecting every city, every county, every rural. It affects everybody in so many multiple ways. I did an interview yesterday as they're talking about some of the educational reform that Josh Shapiro is going to address this evening some of the budgets have to go up 32% because we have such an influx mm -hmm. of children, uh, many here who are not born here, but who have come into communities, flooded communities, and they and English is not even a second language, right? right? They speak Spanish fluently, but they can't speak English. Mm -hmm. And so we as a country have to now you know, bring, it, bring forth educators. Yep. Think about that cost. So all of these costs, I mean, 
My goodness, secure the country first. Twenty billion, sixty billion for Ukraine, fourteen for Israel. And when I see this, and I'm thinking, okay, so we're going to keep the war machine humming. I, th- I heard Stalker's voice on my left shoulder last night. I was uh, kind of uh, thinking of the time when Stalker was saying, "You no good warmongering war hawks." I'm thinking <laughs> of Lindsey Graham and all these people that just can't get enough. They can't get away from funding the the the, the, the military industrial complex. The problem is, is that neither party have a vested interest in doing anything about the border. Because the mm-hmm. Democrats use it as a way to um, uh, get more voters, and the Republicans want to run on it. So both of them, both parties, are playing politics with the border. And they're playing us. And they're playing us 100%. Well, yeah. And the last thing you want to do, I, I would think from a calculated, political, diabolical standpoint, if you're the Republicans, unless the bill's just way too good to turn down, you don't want to give Biden a get-out-of-jail-for-free card in an election year. You want the border to continue to be a disaster so you can run on that and maybe perhaps win. Because what have we seen in Iowa and New Hampshire Immigration and the border has surpassed and supplanted the economy as the number one issue for Republican primary voters in the first two states. The 2024 election is going to come down to two things. It's going to come down to either abortion or the border. And whichever one gets the base out more will win the election. I think it's it's spot on. Very simplified, very basic. It's abortion versus immigration. Yep. What matters more to you, right? Mm-hmm. Female reproductive rights, so forth and so on. Female health care, however you want to characterize it. Or our nation being steamrolled at the southern border to the tune of hundreds of thousands of people per month. By the way, not just from Mexico, not just from South America. You've got people coming from China. You've got people coming from any con- uh, any country, any continent under the sun that is aware and has a news feed that knows our, our border is an open sieve right now. And, of course, our secretary is uh, in the impeachment process. Don, you said earlier in the show this morning that that could come down today, I believe. I believe the two there are two different articles of impeachment for Mayorkas. I believe that it may come today. Okay. By the way, is there a bigger weasel than Mike Johnson listening to that clip? Like, I'm in charge. No, no, Trump's not in charge. No, you're not in charge, you yes. dope. You dummy. He, he does come off. Oh, um, just the worst. Low energy a milk toast. Sn- a sniveling wimp. That's absurd. I'm in charge. You're not in charge. He, he's he's a real key, but ve- uh, very low key, but low... Uh, Low-key but well-polished speaker. He reminds me of, like, Vivek Ramaswamy minus any any energy drink or Red Bull in his system. <laughs> like, like Vivek's just shot out of a cannon, incredibly well-spoken and smart. I think Mike Johnson's a smart guy. He's a great speaker, but he's just so low. Is Donald Trump calling the shots here, Mr. Speaker? Of course not. He's not calling the shots. I am calling the shots for the House. That's our responsibility. And I have been saying this far longer than President Trump has. I have been saying what the requirements are to fix the problem. I don't care if they call the legislation. His mouth's all HRT dry. We're willing to work, like, but they have to be serious about it. If you only do a few of those components, you are not going to solve the problem. And Kristen, that's not a Republican talking yeah. point. He sounds like a middle manager for like a payroll company. <laughs> no, I'm in charge. Okay, uh, the W twos were not processed properly. I'm going to need you to rerun those, Bill. You know, whenever they you get that question, who's in charge? Yeah, it was Alexander Haig back in the day, and I'm in charge. No, you're not. I'm in charge. just. It's almost like in court when you're when you're being briefed on how to testify, and the lawyer will tell you just. 
on those questions, just say yes or no. Mm-hmm. That's correct. <laughs> right? Yeah, and you were in law school, so you know that. For all of 90 days, Dawn, <laughs> I learned a lot. I could probably take Alvin Bragg to task. Just saying. And speaking of Bragg, we'll get to him later in the show today. 855-839-1210. Uh, but just a couple of minutes here briefly because today is technically, uh, and really for the next couple of days, Nevada will hold their presidential primaries and caucuses. The presidential primary campaign uh, out west for Nevada this week where we will have dueling caucuses and primaries, which has created some confusion amongst voters, but little uncertainty about the anticipated and expected results. So you're out in Nevada this week, and Nikki Haley is going to run in Tuesday's Republican primary, which is today. But it won't count for the GOP nomination, Why? which is why a lot of people aren't talking about this, and we're all focused on South Carolina, which is coming up in less than three weeks. While Donald Trump is the only major candidate and in Thursday's Republican caucuses. So primary Tuesday with Nikki Trump caucus Thursday in Nevada. The split races have effectively relegated the third state on this GOP calendar to basically national irrelevance. So if you're looking for information today or what channel something would be on, you're you're not going to get any of that. This is this is basically it's weird. You go from Iowa and New Hampshire. It's like playing a regular season game, a regular season game, and then throwing in an exhibition tournament here with Nevada. Uh, Nikki Haley and her camp said, quote, We spent not a dime nor an ounce of energy on Nevada. We made the decision early on that we were not going to pay $55,000. Oh, so now, they, now they're getting tight with the wallet. The endless funds that the Haley camp has. Uh, she says, We will not spend $55,000 to a Trump entity. To participate in a process that is, quote, rigged for Donald Trump. That is the Haley campaign manager, Betsy Ankeny, who told reporters yesterday, Nevada is not and has not been our focus. So pretty interesting that they've taken that stance. And, you know, today and Thursday are basically a, a complete waste of time. But they've spent not an ounce of energy on Nevada, but they spent a year on New Hampshire. Still got beat. Remember. Trump, 32 delegates. Nikki Haley, 17 delegates. So they've been invested in New Hampshire. They are invested in South Carolina. So we will go through this week. It'll be a wasted exercise, worth nothing. Don't even bother tracking anything because there's really nothing to pay attention to, honestly. I just wanted to you know, brief everybody and it's update confusing. everybody. confusing. Thank you. It, it is. So South Carolina is coming up in less than three weeks. Nikki's got all of her eggs in her basket in her home state. And there's really nothing that's telling us right now that Nikki will make it any closer than she did in New Hampshire. In fact, it looks it looks like a wider margin, which is remarkable. What, she lost by 12 in New Hampshire, and the polling has her anywhere from 25 to 28% in the hole in South Carolina to Donald Trump. So we'll see how that plays out on February 23rd. So there you go. 855-839-1210 if you would like to jump in. Let's go local when we come back. Uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer, I want you to hear this headline before we break, and I want you to think about this. We we heard about the tragedy. Dawn has reported in the news uh, the last couple of what, week, week and a half, two weeks. Uh, Justin Mohn, M-O-H-N, I believe is how you say the last name, the guy with the YouTube video who decapitated his father in Bucks County and killed him, that story. 
Uh, somebody by the name of Will Bunch. And somebody? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not being disrespectful. Like, I just don't read the Inquirer's columnists. Like, He's been a columnist on, in this city for a hundred years. Dude. means nothing to me. <laughs> okay. I mean, and now, now, I, now I know why I've never read his stuff. His article is titled, America's White Male Meltdown Starts with Taylor Swift and Ends with Justin Mon. I want you to think about that for a second. And we'll get into that story when we come back. It's Kale and Company, live here on a Tuesday morning. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. You know, if you're like me and you're running around, especially on these crisp, cold days, the cold weather brings out the cock or the crock pot for sure. The problem is I don't always have time to go to the store, spend a ton of money on all the ingredients, come home, prep everything, chop up all the carrots, the potatoes, everything for the next day. And this is where I just... Oh, my goodness. I thank God for <laughs> whatacrock.com. Last night is a great example, but they have delicious, ready-made meals, truly making dinner easy. All I do, I put the meal in my slower slow cooker in the morning, run around all day. When we come home for dinner, it's simmering, just waiting for us, and you can just that smell just wafting through the house. It smells so delicious, so good, waiting for us. It's really a luxury that I enjoy. A simple luxury, I guess, unlike most meal kit companies. There isn't any subscription or prepping of ingredients required. I hate that. This is literally as simple as dropping the meal into your slow cooker and then dinner, boom, one and done. Whatacrock.com has a huge menu of meals to try from the classics like what we had last night, which was the old-fashioned pot roast. I thought of my mom as we were eating it, like big chunks of medium-rare, delicious beef. And these wedges of potatoes, carrots, you know, all of the ingredients that mom used to make like that, except, you know, I didn't have to make it. Or chicken Alfredo. So the new favorites, like the stuffed chicken parm meatballs, which David loves, they're delicious, and the lobster ravioli. Make sure you use promo code. I know I'm making everybody hungry. Promo code WPHT at checkout. Get $10 off. Whatacrock.com. Code WPHT. 10 bucks off. If you've tried Whatacrock before, you know it's delicious. It's a lifesaver. Just do this. Trust me. Whatacrock.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, as we continue, what's on the cut sheet one hour from now? Day four of our Disney keyword coming up at 830. The segment brought to you by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center. Renovating a kitchen or building one from the ground up. Tommy D's Home Improvement Center, your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, flooring, and molding at affordable rates. Visit their showroom in Philadelphia or online at TommyD's.com. All right, so let's get to this story. Um, we got to discuss this from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, Will Bunch, and I, I'm reading Will's uh, bio on the Inquirer's website here, says, I'm the national columnist with some strong opinions about what's happening in America around social injustice, uh-huh, income inequality, and the government. So this is the, the, the headline. America's white male meltdown starts with Taylor Swift and ends with Justin Mon. I think that's an absolute trash headline. I'll just come out right out of the gate. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I do want to highlight a couple of things that he says. He says, when famed developer William Levitt, the father of the American suburb, chose the farmland of Bucks County in 1952 for his second Levittown, the maze of modest look-alike ranch houses was marketed as the post-war American dream, albeit a dream he tried to codify as whites only. 
A white utopia is nevertheless a fairy tale that lived on the warped mind of a young man named Justin Mon. Now I'm going to skip further down here. Uh, over, over-educated or not, Mon apparently did his own research in an increasingly online existence that included a failed effort to launch a national militia in a YouTube video. In his most recent 14-plus minute production, Mon ranted about a variety of usual right-wing suspects, BLM, Antifa, an invasion of immigrants at the southern border, LGBTQ activists, and an overreaching, all-powerful federal government. You know, the same kind of stuff you hear on Fox News in prime time. Okay, so that's a couple of uh, the pieces where he's trying to take the tragedy that was in Bucks County with a deranged individual who I think should be locked up in a cell for the rest of his life with in a straitjacket, and, of course, the beheading of uh, his father after apparently he was killed. And then he tries to tie in, quote, right-wingers disdain for Taylor Swift. He says, in the far-right freakout that launched a thousand hot takes, an army of conservative commenters has seized on Swift's blooming romance with Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs' looming return to the Super Bowl, and Swift's fairly liberal views, although rarely voiced, as proof that the world is somehow conspiring against them. Them meaning white males. He goes on to say the remarkable ability of the American right to believe that everything today is rigged from pro football to presidential elections, except for the things that are actually rigged, like legacy college admissions or the U.S. tax code, was dramatized not by some random YouTubers, but by recent GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, who implied that the Super Bowl is fixed. But then he goes on to say, but why is Taylor Swift the ideal vessel for this? You don't need a doctorate in the fast disappearing field of sociology to see how it's just not for her success. How else to explain the much more consequential freakouts against all forms of diversity, equity, and inclusion on college campuses? The tragedy here is that the crisis of the young American male is real. It's just complicated. But the bigger problem is an unwillingness to surrender the cultures of patriarchy and white privilege to the majority of Americans that they've locked out. So that was kind of the cliff note version. It's about a four-page article if you care to read it. I don't understand how you can be a writer. And you said Will Bunch has been around for a bazillion decades, longtime columnist. I just looked at his Twitter feed. He's got over 100,000 followers. I'm not discrediting, um, you know, his, his career. But this is the kind of trash. This To me, this is race-baiting garbage. This is what I expect from those deadspin writers that are always looking for an absurd race angle. Race has nothing to do with anybody on the right's disdain for Taylor Swift taking over football. And to arrive at the conclusion that it begins with, oh man, Taylor Swift is infringing upon the patriarchy of white male dominance and then it ends with a tragedy that Dawn talked about many days in the news, to me is just complete trash. You're broad-brushing an entire group of people who simply, and let's start at the most simplistic element level. And I said this last week, and I really wasn't going to bring this up. I, I, I'm all Taylor Swift out. I don't want to mention her name anymore. I can't wait for the Super Bowl to be over with, and we can move on. There's nothing to do with a female or a, you know, a white versus you know, the diversity, equity, inclusion stuff. Here's, here's all it's ever been for me. The media's nonstop coverage of it. And oh, by the way, dudes, when, they, when dudes sit down to watch football, and I can't speak for every guy in this audience. I can speak for myself, but I think it's more than 
I think it's a majority. We just want football. That's all we want. And food. Football, food, alcohol. We don't want to be bothered by the wife or the kids. That's a fact of life. I'm sorry if that offends people. We don't. For that, th- if, if you have a full-time job, if you're a great dad, a husband, you do the thing throughout the week, the baths, the homework, the grocery shopping, and maybe the wife says, honey, I have a big list this weekend, but I, 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 I'll give you 1 to 4 p.m. on Sunday. I'll give you your three hours for the Eagles. That's all we want. Or for me with college football, I want to watch Alabama and then watch the Eagles on Sunday. I just don't want to be inundated with the nonsense. Like, if I want politics, I know where to go get it. If I want Taylor Swift, I know where to go get it. If I want anything other than football, I know how to get it. That's all this has been ever been about. Nothing to do with Taylor Swift being liberal. In fact, I've given her credit from the standpoint of her reach. Have I not, Dawn? I've said she signed up 35,000 voters in the, in, in the snap of a post. I'm not hating on Taylor Swift. I've taken my daughters to see their, their concert yes. in October. Spent a lot of money. But I mean, you know, this, now we're going to write a column. Hmm, what can I, how can I fill up 2,200 words? Can I somehow wink, link uh, toxic male white masculinity to Taylor Swift and a guy who killed his father and then post-mortem beheaded him, put it on YouTube for six hours until it was finally pulled down? I don't know. That feels like a drastic overreach. But I'm not writing like these white guilt columns like Will Bunches for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Sorry. Rant, rant over. No, I, I love I love that you're melting down. It's over like this never-ending thing of, well, let's just blame white males for everything. <laughs> white males are basically Satan reincarnated, apparently. Well, a couple of things. First of all, what about all the dads of many of, you know, all different ethnicities that we talked about, wasn't that last summer? And I don't know what, I, I wasn't paying attention to all their ethnicities, but I, I think all ethnicities, but probably mostly lighter-skinned white dads who were circling the block, standing in line for their little girls like you, Nick, who were the Swifties. The, and there were so many dads who were interviewed in line. Remember that? And they started at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And because they could get the gear, they could get special gear that you could only get yeah. and sign in lining up for things. Yep. So what about all those dads and, and men for their wives, girlfriends, but mostly dads of daughters? And so America's white male meltdown. And then you see Taylor Swift. You see the name of this this obviously deranged individual now charged with first degree murder in a sick murder of his father. And then you see the words public meltdown MAGA. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it, it's really just a lame excuse. It is. To put to just tie all of those things. It, and that's to take a, a heinous murder. And by the way, a, a wife and mother who's grieving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, in our right here in our area and has to see that when her she found her husband's decapitated body and her deranged 32 year old son who lost his job and moved back home. I mean. Oh, my God. It's not an American male crisis no. like he's talking about. And then he says, how else do you explain the consequential freakout against all fir- forms of diversity, equity, and inclusion? Not a freakout. The, the proof is in the pudding that DEI doesn't work. If you look at the way the system is set up, the system that made America great is meritocracy and capitalism. Not not giving people a job that they don't deserve based on or not that they're qualified for based on the fact that they don't have enough skins on the wall or the prerequisite experience to succeed in the position. 
it's not about saying, oh, I don't want to see a minority in this position or a female in that position or somebody of a different uh, sexual orientation in that position. I've told you if you were a small business owner and you had 10 jobs that were opening and you were posting, you'd be foolish not to hire the 10 best regardless of race, religion, gender, or sexual orientation. You'd be out of business, but... I digress. All right, 855-839-1210 is the number. Coming up next, Philadelphia Sheriff Democrat Rochelle Bilal gets caught pulling a Nikki Haley. The details on the way after Dawn's news, and we're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale & Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Hour number two. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, hopefully all of you off to a great start to your work day. What's on the cut sheet coming up, 745, day number four of our Disney Keyword Vacation Cruise Giveaway Contest coming up at 830, where you will take that keyword to 1210WPHT.com. And don't forget, we will be doing this every morning at 830 through Thursday, February 22nd. Picking and announcing and calling our winner live on the air Friday, February 23rd. And oh, by the way, this is a local contest. So this is specifically to Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So nobody from Toledo, Ohio is going to win, okay? Unless you're streaming us, I guess, on the app and you listen to us every day from Toledo, Ohio, which I think we do have some people in Ohio, Maryland, Florida. Yeah. The beauty of the All Odyssey over. app. It's the beauty, the, the be- yeah, the beauty, the beauty of the Odyssey. <laughs> the beauty of the Odyssey. I love it. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, Super Bowl ads, we're going to get into that story. Kellyanne Conway rolling out some suggestions for Trump's Veep. And she's a very bright lady, and I, I think she still has Trump's ear. So when she speaks, people usually listen. We'll get to John Fetterman. He's in the news as well. The Philadelphia Sheriff uh, and also CNN making some major changes to their failing morning lineup. We'll get to that as we continue. Uh, but let's get to the news. Around number two at 702, the great Don Stensland. And good morning, Kale and Company News Live, 29 degrees, clear skies I'll have the full forecast in just a moment. We are sponsored by Turn 7 this morning. Law enforcement searching for an armed and dangerous suspect across our region after they say he shot a man in the suburbs who was trying to protect his sister. So the family of the victim, 24-year-old Kenito Montoya, says they are devastated after the shooting. They uh, say that Montoya remains on life support while the family is making organ donation decisions right now. Montoya was shot inside a home along 200 block, the 200 block of Kent Road. This is Upper Darby, Sunday, Delaware County. So officers say they are looking for, searching for 31-year-old Yakskop Menjivar in connection with this incident. We talked about this yesterday, but this is the update as we learn new details. So the victim's father, the 24-year-old victim's father, says that the He calls the suspect an assassin. He says, the assassin came to my home to kill my daughter because she had broken up with this guy. She didn't want to be with him. She had broken up with him. And since the victim right now does remain on life support, the son, the Delaware County DA's office confirms they're moving ahead with murder charges, first degree murder charges against this suspect who is believed to be armed and dangerous, traveling in a, a, a distinct looking blue Honda Civic. Pennsylvania tags LWH4182, police across the region. He was headed for Philadelphia, 
So they say he he's they believe he's still in the region, could be in Philly, could be in South Jersey. So they want everyone to be on the lookout, but do not approach this individual, they say. Call 911 if you see him. Philadelphia DA Krasner, Larry Krasner, announcing this big task force. And this on the same day that Mayor Philadelphia Mayor Sherelle Parker made another big announcement as far as 10 new hires. She's splitting up the sanitation department. So that was an interesting one out of that one. We uh, we were watching her fill all of these job positions. But ultimately, Krasner also, after the mayor held her news conference at 10, Krasner held his news conference at 11, and he is announcing this special task force that he says he wants to dispute a false narrative about how his office has handled retail thefts in the city, perhaps feeling the heat from some of the narrative of the new mayor, Sherelle Parker, not sure about that one, how they get along. False narrative. He says it's a false narrative. Isn't isn't she breaking up the sanit- sanitation department for some sort of, like, green initiative or something? No, oh, is she? Is that what it is? You know, Greg, I'm not sure. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not sure. She took one position, the current position, and she put him on the green initiative. So kind of moving somebody mm-hmm. to the side who has a existing job. Yeah. Then his job, she's splitting it in two and giving that splitting to two women to head that job. Mm, so we're creating some new positions here. Okay. We have to look through all of this yeah. because yeah. it's, boy, it seems like a lot of new positions being created. So I'm just not sure in a budgetary way how this all works. I was just going to say, if there's new positions created, where's the money coming from? Yep. Yeah. So are they splitting the <laughs> former salary? Just not so sh- I, I'm not, I'm, honest to God, I'm, I'm not being snarky. I just want to look at that and and look through the budget. I know that in past years, mayors, I can't remember if it was Nutter, who, which mayor it was who had the most deputies, because apparently they can appoint a certain amount of deputies, deputy mayors. These people make like 179 plus G's a year. Not bad. So these are high paid positions. So, uh, But in any event, Kras are coming out. And this appears to be in reaction to all of the heat that the DA's office took after that tragedy that happened at the Macy's eight weeks ago, as we talked a lot about it, a victim security guard, Eric Harrison, hardworking young man who actually had two full-time jobs, stabbed to death at the Center City's Center City Macy's store. And that suspect, 30-year-old Tyrone Tunnel, was trying to steal hats from the store prior to killing Harrison, came back and stabbed two security guards. Uh, one survived. Eric Harrison did not. Big lawsuit stemming from that and that was when we learned about the hundreds of thefts just at the Macy's store mm-hmm. setting it was i believe philadelphia history yeah well what wh- so he's claiming anything under $500 is not necessarily going to be dismissed and not pursued from a from a justice standpoint i think the 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 figure in california is significantly higher Weren't we talking about a story? I don't know if it was a Target, but in California, they don't prosecute theft up to like $1,900 or somewhere in that frame. Yeah. Remember the thieves in court in California? And they said, hey, they were on sale. Yes. (laughs) It was like kitchen. No, no, we were below the number. (laughs) It was only, it was a, it was a great sale. It was like a twofer and we got 50% off with the coupons. Unbelievable. I know. And there are some stores that say it's even above 500 in Philadelphia, but Krasner is trying to shut that down and says, no, no, no. I'm going to do this big task force, not just to prevent, as you pointed out, the word he used, prevent, 
prevent these kinds of uh, thefts, but also they're going to have a task force because there's, there's a huge problem. I met a young woman mm-hmm. who is a, a career woman. She bought a property, nice property, but a fixer-upper. And these people do a theft of the deed, and they'll, they'll take it over. And they're squatters. Yeah. It's, it's weird, but we have a real problem with the deed situation in Philadelphia. Exactly. You know, Larry, you don't need a task force if you just actually prosecute criminals and prosecute people based on to the fullest extent of your power under the law. You could we don't need all these fancy things like because when I hear special task force, it sounds very proactive. But this is obviously a reactive um, maneuver by him in, in light of the false narratives out there that you're talking about. Oh, well put. Absolutely well put. By the way, the cyber attack on on the Pennsylvania courts that we reported on yesterday, officials confirming that, in fact, there was no compromised data but we do have all of these different cyber attacks going on on the Pennsylvania courts, shutting that down. And then remember about 10 days ago for nine full days in Bucks County, the 911 system was down. So that one was a, a crazy situation that I still don't have the answers as to uh, who they think you know, did that, who hacked or tried to hack or shut down these systems. We have a former Bucks County school bus driver is now being accused of driving impaired with children on board. and I'm done with you. <laughs> I know, bus drivers. We love talking about the bus drivers. This one is a former Bucks County school bus driver facing DUI and child endangerment charges after police say he drove that school bus impaired with the kids on board. They've charged 35-year-old Matthew Dudek and took him into custody the same day. He did submit to a breathalyzer test, and the blood alcohol level was found three times. Oh. A legal minute, oh legal God. limit. And this was a 35-year-old? Yeah. Oh, my God. Get on in, kids. Time to go for a ride. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking, yeah, maybe this guy was like, you know, 60 or something. But this guy's 35, first 35. of all. Like, I mean, is that, are bus drivers in this, what would you say, Bucks County, Don? Yeah. Are they full-time, or is that a part-time operation to be a bus driver in Bucks, you know? I think it's full-time. Is it? Is it? I don't. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I mean, they have to pick them up. They have to take them and pick them up. So I would assume so, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't it's... know what they do in between. Unless uh, apparently, this guy drinks in between. <laughs> <laughs> this guy hits the jack. What's amazing here? There were at least a dozen kids aboard, and they were like grade school children. What's amazing here? Thank God, all the students got home safely. But one student came home and told mommy and daddy she believed her bus driver seemed to be. Talking really funny and seemed to be acting strangely, and I guess she was worried about worried about him. Seemed impaired. Mommy, Mister Jones was slurring his speech today. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, you stupid sons of bitches, get off! <laughs> oh my god, Gomez, we've reached your stop. <laughs> get the hell out hey, of here! Get off this bus! <laughs> actually, we actually have audio of the girl that could tell that the, the bus driver was boozing. I no freaking smell it. <laughs> just to be, just to protect ourselves here, this woman is not accused of anything. Right. No, this poor lady, she basically had an allergy to perfume. Right, that, that was, you know, think about the difference. But yeah. in all seriousness, I, I mean, some of these parents, their mindset this morning has to be. I'm gonna start kicking some serious ass. I mean, I don't want my kid on a bus with a, a liquored up bus driver. My God, we've already discussed this from a safety standpoint. Remember, we were talking about the seats and the, you know, lack of seat belts and everything like that. So. 
Yeah, that's probably the last thing I want. I mean, short of a, a pilot being sauced up while he's flying a plane, but at least at least the planes nowadays, for the most part, are automated. You well, that's got, true. Still got to drive the bus if you're uh, this 35 year old. Yeah, this is this is absolutely true. We do. We will be watching for Josh Shapiro's budget address. The governor of Pennsylvania making the biggity big budget address. And another headline this morning, obviously, is that we're learning that the first kickoff game for our Philadelphia Eagles will be in South America in Brazil next fall. Kind of a crazy situation. What a so. Waste of- what a waste of a game, honestly. I, I mean, I, I've been told by multiple sources that if if Sirianni loses, he has to stay in Just South America. Stay there, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be a one to, one game coach next year. Do we know when into the season this is? Yeah, it's actually the, it's a it's it's week one. Right? It's Friday, September sixth. So the NFL kickoff. Well, well, I'm assuming they will still have that Thursday night game with the defending Super Bowl champs. And then a Friday night kickoff game going into the first weekend. Hmm. I got to make a tough decision. The Eagles are my high school on a Friday night. Who are they playing? They don't, we don't know yet because the schedule doesn't come out until May. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, they will play on Friday night, September 6th in South America. Hmm. But you're right. After a day after the 2024 season opener. So you're right. There will be a Thursday game. Tough decisions for parents, Dawn. You're going to have to decide between what Germantown Academy or the Eagles on a Friday night. <laughs> Can you it's parlay always, them? It, it's always going to be Germantown Academy in Dawn's in Dawn's mind. Yeah, the Eagles. <laughs> well, it's come on. It's going to be. Are you kidding me? It's going to be David's senior year. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. It's going to yeah. be Jalen Hurts' first game revenge tour. Dawn, come on. Oh boy. But yeah. I would. I've never been to South or Sao Paulo. South have, have you been there? No, I have not. Come on, Greg Stalker. They are. They, Let's do a trip. This would be so, so fun. The, all, the entire team is like, really, we have to go to Brazil to play a game. I know. Is that what they're saying? Yes, of course. Yeah, these guys don't like going to Brazil, London, Germany. We got to expand and grow the, the game. Why does the NFL need this? Because they want to grow the game. That's why they want more money. Ugh. Are they going? So, so dopey. Even House Republicans think this is a bad deal. <laughs> Are they going for the um, because uh, Hispanics are the largest growing population group in America? Could very are they well trying be. to reach out to a new? I mean, they've got Taylor Swift, so they're like, "Hey, let's try another new demographic." But you know what the worst part of all these games when they play them overseas or outside of the country? You have all these fans that really don't know much about the NFL. So let's say it's Philadelphia against, um, let's just say Kansas City. You're going to see people at this game with Raiders jerseys on, Cowboys jerseys on. It's the same thing. Like anytime they go over to Europe, you see all these people showing up wearing their favorite NFL jersey that has nothing to do with the two teams that are playing in the game. Yep. They don't care about football in Brazil. They care they care about soccer, yeah. which they call football. Yeah. El football. Stupid. El football americano. It's it's dumb because you're going to get a bunch of jet lag players that are going to play half-heartedly and then they're going to have to fly home and it's just it's a waste of it's a waste of a game. I know. The game will be played at the Corinthians Arena, home to Brazilian soccer team SC Corinthians. Uh, is that first or second Corinthians, Don? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Or two, two Corinthians, two. Uh, so that well, I, I haven't seen the reaction from any of our players, but let's talk don't worry. About... The, the morning, the other morning show down the hall, they'll start previewing that game in May. <laughs> they'll do four months on it. <laughs> well, enjoy the sunshine today and this week. We're on four upper. No, we're forty-four degrees today, but that warm-up really kicks in tomorrow 
So mid-50s for pretty much the rest of the week. Turn 7 liquidations, overstock emergency. Turn 7 must liquidate to the bare walls immediately. No games, all name brand merch from the biggest online retailers. Sacrifice up to 90% off. Turn 7, Philadelphia Mills, Morristown Mall, hurry. Turn 7 liquidations. Thank you for sponsoring Kale & Company News Live. All right, Don. thank you very much. 855-839-1210. What's on the cut sheet coming up at 745? Before we get there, we have two local stories from the Philly Sheriff as well as John Fetterman drawing some more headlines uh, and we'll get to those stories plus major shakeup at CNN once the most trusted name in news looks like they could be very much on their deathbed we continue Kale and Company live on a Tuesday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT football fans FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino has a perfect way for everyone to get in on the Super Bowl 58 action with a no sweat sitting game parlay when you bet on Super Bowl 58 on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of win. wins. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets, like the money line, the spread. I said I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs plus two and a half. But how about um, Travis Kelsey for an anytime touchdown at plus 100? And how about uh, Super Bowl MVP being Patrick Mahomes at plus 140? You add in the Kansas City Chiefs plus two and a half. And you can win. Hang on a second. You can win $35 on a $5 bet. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at an even bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same game parlay doesn't win. I love the FanDuel app. So start building your own or just bet a popular same game parlay already made for you in America's number one sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Fanduel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT, 21 and over, President PA. A minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. First church is apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Tuesday morning, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Of course, you can watch us live on YouTube. I think he wrote this song. By the way, this is Toby Keith. I'm playing a lot of Toby All Toby Keith's. this morning, right? Well, no, I'm... I'm, I'm Sprinkling in some other things, too. Um, but he died at the age of 62. Um, wrote stomach song, cancer? Yeah. I think he wrote the song right after 9-11. Ah. That would make sense. Yeah. Based on the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Were you a Toby guy? I'm not a country guy. So, really? So, yeah. I'm not, I can't say that I... I like, you know, old school country. You know, like almost like country rock. Mm-hmm. But... No, country never really did it for me. But. And you're obviously, I'm assuming, not interested at all in today's kind of like oh, no. country pop. Nope. So, nope. so Florida Georgia line doesn't do much nope. for you. Nope. Dirk's Bentley. Nope. <laughs> no. All the but, Nashville honky tonk stuff. But again, I play songs on this show that I think the audience likes. Yes, you do. So it has nothing to do with my personal preference at all. All right. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten to climb in. Uh, a lot of people with some free time on their hands this morning in the world of cable news, as I would imagine. Uh, this is a very fascinating story. Uh, I think it was inevitable, 
as CNN has now had a major shakeup to their morning lineup because, well, nobody actually consumed the show, which is, you know, that's the way it works. After 18 months, if your show stinks, you're probably on your way out. You're either fired, you're reassigned, they put you in a different spot, they move pieces around. Unlike this show, after 18 months, we just continue to kick ass and take names. But that's that's not meant for every radio program or every television program. So Chris Licht, his last failed experiment was this reshuffling of the morning lineup. For, if I recall correctly, because it's not in this story specifically, before this failed rendition of the morning show on CNN with Poppy Harlow and Phil Mattingly, who, by the way, was totally floored that black voters could actually support Donald Trump. We played you that clip yesterday where he was almost shocked and stunned by it. I think it was Jim Jim Shuto, I think was how you pronounced his last name, S-C-I-U-T-O. Jim Shuto and Poppy Harlow were the initial morning show like two years ago, right around the time you know, when this show was getting ready to launch. And then they had that major shakeup where they took Don Lemon... I'm Don Lemon, and you will respect me. You will watch me. And they put him in Morning Drive with Poppy Harlow, and uh, I believe there was a third person. It was Caitlin Collins. Caitlin Collins, yeah. It was the Collins before Caitlin Collins went to Nights. And, of course, we know how that ended as Don Lemon was fired after a bunch of scandals, including uh, sexist slurs on air, and he insulted uh, an alleged rape victim during an interview. This was also during his stretch where he mentioned Nikki Haley at 51 being out of her prime. Uh, and apparently, when, when Lemon got fired, there was also allegations that he berated Caitlin Collins offset because Caitlin Collins kept interrupting him several times on the air. And I didn't know this part, that, a, that Collins allegedly ran off the set in tears, crying, because Don Lemon wanted to be a big, tough guy and bully a female because she actually had the chops to challenge him or interrupt and not wait for him to complete every single word, which I, you know, like anytime on this show, mm-hmm. you know, Dawn or Greg, you chime in whenever. I mean, you don't got to wait till I'm finished. You interrupt at any point. You guys know the way it works. Um, so that was one of the things. So now, in the latest rendition, it was Poppy Harlow and Phil Mattingly, who couldn't move the needle if he tried to drop a, <laughs> drop a, uh, a Grand Cherokee out of an airplane, the needle wouldn't move. So now they're basically punning on morning drive. They're going from this show that was like roughly 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. or 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. They will have a show from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. And then they will go with a generic CNN News Central program, which will be, you know, just entry level nuts and bolts. There'll be no personality, not that they have any personalities, but elevated out of from all of this of the reshuffling of the, the deck chairs on the Titanic, Jim Acosta goes to 10 a.m. The pleasant Jim Acosta, who I, another guy who has never smiled once in the history of broadcast television, Don Stenslin. I don't know about you, but it doesn't matter to me what they do. They are, I think, permanently done until they completely come up with a revolutionary new way of presenting stuff. You can keep shuffling all these people around. You're going to get the same third-place ratings between MSNBC and Fox. They're done. They were once the most trusted name in news. Literally, what, 25, 30 years ago, they were the go-to before Fox launched. And even as recent as five, six, seven years ago, I mean, let's face it, they were doing really well because they were wall-to-wall Trump. To be fair, though, in cable news like this, it's not the morning... 
It's in not ra- morning radio. Yeah. Radio is completely different. Mornings right. are the place to be in radio. In TV, I guess, but it's more local stuff. I think, to be honest with you, for for CNN, you know, they uh, what they're what they should be focusing on is is their evening lineup. You know, their prime time lineup, not really the morning show. But, but you got to have some sort of presence agreed. for the people that are you agreed. know waking up, agreed. pouring their coffee, getting the kids well, on the bus. Let me ask you this: Robert Schwartz says it's not the um, it's not the personalities; it's the product. Well, the product. Well, it, yes, because MSNBC has done far left politics better than CNN. So you've got Fox on the right, and obviously Newsmax and OAN, but they're second and third distantly uh, behind Fox from a conservative side, from the right-hand side. MSNBC dominates CNN, but still trails Fox most of the time in most of the time slots. So CNN has to sit there and say, okay, we can't outwoke MSNBC. <laughs> They've got that market cornered. Yeah. So what do we do? I mean, like, Don, you're the journalist. I would suggest, and I'd like to believe, and I'm not a journalist by, by any stretch, but I'd like to think as somebody that just pays attention to media, there's still a place for just the news. Can they carve out a niche just doing the news? Or have we reached the point now where it's personality-driven and news doesn't move the needle? I think... You know, first of all, when I started in television a long time ago, and, and that was the bulk of my career, it was, to Greg's point, the the focus on the evenings. Um, when I was locally the Fox, the Fox 10 o'clock news anchor, we were the power, the powerhouse of that station. That has all shifted. Now, do you even know who the 10 o'clock news anchors are on Fox 29? <laughs> no. I don't even know who they are. I can't name an anchor on any of the channels in the city. But the morning show with... You know, Mike Jarek, who who was there when I was there, you know, and he's still there. Okay, I know Mike. So with Mike, that the morning show locally, local personalities, is does great numbers. But the evenings, not so much. So we've shifted as a nation. We have shifted to the morning shows that are personality-driven. So that's what C- CNN, unfortunately, they don't have any personality. No. They don't have anybody. No, they don't. That's the thing. So ultimately, how do they compete with that? I What I think here, well, first of all, they have somebody on maternity leave. So I'm looking at this, you know, you can't fire somebody while they're out on maternity leave. So mm-hmm. they have to bring that person back yeah. and let them. They're, so they're going to say, oh, you're on this show. And yeah, you still have a job. And then so they're just shaking things up. It almost feels like they're just it's like spaghetti. Throw it at the wall. See what sticks. Mm-hmm. But to the point of saying, let's 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 chop this up into little chunks, two, one hour and two hour chunks, mm-hmm. and do the news and put on live people who can do live reporting yeah. and see see who prevails. It, I don't see them putting together necessarily personalities because Acosta, right. he, I mean, he's not a personality. Not a curmudgeon. But he's, he has been a live reporter. Mm-hmm. Remember, he's the one. Well, we we know this, but just for our audiences, he was the one who always argued with Trump. Yeah, that's how he he was a jerk. Yep, and unprofessional in my opinion. But mm-hmm. he made a name for himself by doing that during those news conferences and would suck all the air in the room and disrespect, especially print reporters who never had a chance to ask their question. You're right. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. It's quickly. I I'm thinking right now of, of anchors in, in news uh, across the city right now. Three six ten twenty nine. Uh, I mean, from the day, I mean, I, I'm not trying to suck up to you or Larry, but when I was growing up, high school and college, you, Larry, Jim Gardner, uh, uh, what was Jennings' name? Um, 
Oh, on Channel Six. Uh, Rob Jennings. Rob, back Je- in the day. Rob Jennings. Like I, and now I, I mean, off the top of my head, Yuki Washington, Mike Jarek on Twenty Nine. Mm-hmm. Who's the lady that works with Mike Jarek? Jen, uh, Jennifer. Uh, oh, Jen Fred. Jen Fred, and I can throw out like a Alex jo- Holly is the host who replaced um, Chanel Jones, who's now at NBC. Network. Wouldn't wouldn't know him if he if yeah. he walked in this morning and shook our hands. <laughs> I, I mean, I, John Clark. I know John Clark. From NBC. Yeah, but I mean, right now you're right. Like the the days of those those yeah, big personalities. And Vi. Yeah. Is he still around? No. Okay, he was he was Channel Ten. He does some things for Channel Ten. Okay, but he and his wife are out in Utah. I talk to him every month. He's doing great. Oh, very good. There you go. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. If you want to climb in, coming up next, don't expect any outlandish Super Bowl commercials. We'll tell you why on the other side. Nick Dawn and Greg live here on this Tuesday morning on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. But first, I need to tell you about my friends at Blue Chew. That's right. We have a brand new client on board. All right, guys. If you want to boost your confidence, I've got the solution for you. If you need an extra jump for your performance this year, perhaps your big take in the bedroom has slipped over the years as Father Time catches up with you. That's all right. I've got the solution for you, and it's Blue Chew. Because romance with your partner should be the best part of your day. And you need to be ready. That's why I'm suggesting BlueChew.com. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew is an online prescription service, so you're not going to do the visit to the doctor, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. And special offer to Kale & Company listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. That's right, free. F-R-E-E, free. When you use the promo code 1210 at checkout, just pay the $5 for shipping. That's right, bluechew.com, promo code 1210 to receive your first month free. Blue Chew tablets made in the USA. Sick and tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? You need to call QC Kinetics. Call them today. Hey, Dawn Sensland here. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative non-surgical drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain from arthritis or a past injury. Don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics advanced state-of-the-art treatments harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility. Reclaim your independence. Walk and run, play, live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Just call my friends at QC Kinetics for a free consultation 215-999-3000 215-999-3000 QC Kinetics. Tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Get us on the free Odyssey app. What's on the cut sheet coming up in about five minutes? Disney Keyword, day number four at 8.30. Got the sheet right here. First couple of days, we've had Disney, we've had Cruise, we've had Summer. Yep. What will the keyword be today? Stay tuned. 
because you're going to want to take that to 1210WPHD.com and enter it for your chance to win a magical seven-night voyage to the Caribbean because the time to show your kids the world is now. So that is coming up in just about 50 minutes. The Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday, but if you are anticipating uh, unbelievably out-of-the-box, unique commercials, you probably should dial back your expectations this year. Uh, This uh, story from Variety, which I thought was very interesting, because for all the people that do tune in for the football, there's an obviously a growing and a substantial number of people that are only interested in the halftime show or the commercials. Um, And dozens of advertisers, according to Variety, will uh, flock to the Super Bowl this Sunday and pay a whole heck of a lot of money for 30- or 60-second commercials. But for the first time in a long time, they are fearing backlash on social media. So for those of you that were expecting something in the past, like uh, I believe it was Madison Avenue, an arena uh, where Nationwide ran a commercial in a Super Bowl of years past where they told a story from the viewpoint of a child who had already uh, passed away, uh, or the other commercial where there was this portable power company called Mophi offering a spot that showed God letting the earth tilt into an apocalypse because his smartphone battery died. Uh, If you're expecting anything along those lines, not so much. You're going to get Oreo. Apparently, Oreo's running a commercial this year for the first time in years with a cameo by Kris Jenner, and they take a humorous look at how people use the twist of an Oreo cookie to make big history-making decisions uh, in the world and in their life. Uh, Expect to see Kate McKinnon. Expect to see Tina Fey. Expect to see LL Cool J. Uh, The Super Bowl will be on February 11th on CBS, And Variety goes on to say that a lot of the bosses are trying to avoid causing any public pushback on social media. Quote, advertisers are very aware that things can go wrong at the Super Bowl. Thanks to social media, Super Bowl executive and advertising monster Tim Calkins says marketers realize that any ad can manage to annoy people or cause backlash. There is a huge incentive this year to be cautious. And they go on to cite, nobody knows that better than the advertiser that's been on the Super Bowl for the most over the last 35 years. That is Anheuser-Busch. And they brought up and they talk about the Dylan Mulvaney story. I got it. Let me just say, this is where I think two things can be true. Number one, I think it is very smart not to have dudes masquerading around as females. I think that would be a lesson learned, a valuable lesson. Don't if you're if you're a great brand, just keep it basic. What's Bud doing this year? Clydesdales. What did Budweiser and Bud Light start doing in the fall? Peyton Manning, Emmett Smith, NFL football players at a bar. Do that stuff. But let me just say the other half of this, which I think the other half of this can be true. It's it's different from being stupid versus being risky. If you're an advertiser, you can't operate in the world of, oh, my God, what if somebody gets triggered or bothered or offended by something or simply doesn't like our ad? The one thing that used to drive me absolutely nuts when I was in sports before I came to a station that actually allows free speech was the fear of, well, what if somebody on their Twitter account 
doesn't like what we say or what we do. You can't operate and live in that world of walking on eggshells constantly. So I'm going to be very interested, and I think this is going to be the year where I really, really pay attention. Obviously, the game is paramount, and people are excited for the game. People are excited for the halftime show. There's going to be prop bets galore about Taylor Swift this and Taylor Swift that. That'll be a big storyline. We know that. It's been like that now for eight-plus days since the Super Bowl was set. But I'm going to really pay attention to the commercials this year from the standpoint of any political social or you know ideological standpoints with any of these big companies because i want to see if companies have actually learned not to do the bud light thing or the coles thing or the target thing um you know we've seen what was the one we were just talking about a day or two ago with pushback and resistance uh on a certain company i'm trying to blank on what it was um oh well i forget I forget what it was, but let's see if these companies have learned their lesson not to not to, you know, go into the waters, so to speak, that they don't need to be in. You know, just staying in your lane. If you're a beer company, sell beer, do something that appeals to men, do something that shows beautiful women. You know, if you're a car company, you know, sell me on 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 why this is the vehicle of all vehicles. I think a lot of these companies have seen what's happened, and you're going to have these, thir- by the way, 30-second spot commercial for those not in the industry, going for $7 million this year. Yeah. $7 million what for a 30. Let me think about how many eyeballs it's going to get, dude. I know, but I mean, it's, and it's I know it goes be... it goes up every year. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, thought that was pretty fascinating. You can almost guarantee them 91 million people are going to tune in at some point. Which brings into the other question. What's the rest of the country doing? <laughs> like on Super Bowl Sunday, still only about a quarter of a million, a quarter of Americans yeah. in, in the country. You said what, ninety million? It's roughly the number, a hundred million, some, yeah. somewhere in that. I mean, in a nation of three hundred and forty million, what's the rest of the world doing? Not watching the Super Bowl. Bizarre. All right, <laughs> uh, seven forty-six here on this Tuesday morning. I, I don't understand what people do with their time, but uh, I, let's get to. Uh, go ahead. I'm just curious if anybody, and you know, we get the instant reaction, but if anybody on Twitter or YouTube is not going to watch the Super Bowl, just tell us what else they're doing that, right. that night because that is a fascinating experiment. It really is. So it's, if, it's a total social experiment. So if you're on YouTube right now, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD, hit the subscribe and like button. And also tell me what you were watching instead of the Super Bowl. Um, and if you're listening on Twitter, or if you're listening on the Odyssey app or 1210WPHD, you can get to Twitter. Uh, you can uh, you can comment there as well. You're right. 747, Tuesday morning. Let's get to another edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this Tuesday is sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo, where right now you can get a sensational 2023 S60 courtesy of Volvo for less than $29,000. These beautiful Volvos have less than 5,000 miles. Hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo today to get yours. Cherry Hill Volvo where relationships matter. I'm going to start with O.J. Simpson. Oh, the juice. The juice. He does a podcast. Oh, who doesn't? Called It Is What It Is. It Is What It Is. He does it, Nick, with Cameron and Mace. You know them from the, the, the 90s? Those are old rappers, aren't they? Early 2000s rappers, yeah. Yeah. 
Boy, I haven't heard those names in a long time. So what's interesting to me about this is that they, so there's a there's a female who I guess throws out questions to the three of them. They're all in three different places, and it was a it was a comment by Shaquille O'Neal, um, where he said something about sharing secrets with women. So she asked him, "When you say open up to women, I don't know what he's talking about." Uh, so, like, basically, they're saying if you're if you're cheating, okay. do you tell the wife, I guess? I think is the gist of the question. Or do you tell the other guy? Confessions. Oh. Okay. And it got kind of awkward because, you know. Because it's OJ? Because OJ Simpson uh, uh, murdered uh, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. Um, did he? In my opinion, he did. Oh, okay. I, I thought he was found not guilty. He was. But in the court of Greg Stalker, he's a yes, murderer. of course he is. Um, this is, this is, uh, this is how, this is super awkward too. This is cut one, Phil, go. Said men shouldn't open up to women because they'll use it against them. He said whenever something go down, they're going to throw it back in your face. Do y'all agree? OJ first. OJ first. Uh, <laughs> when you say open up to women, I don't know what he's talking about. Is he talking about confessing? Don't confess. I think you're right. Don't say nothing. It was your, it was, it was your lying eyes. <laughs> what? So leave me out of the confession. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no confession. <laughs> First of all, why are they laughing like mental patients? I know. Was it really that funny? Yeah. Got me I out of this. all these episodes. <laughs> I, you understand what he's saying about confessing, yeah, right? Yes. You know, because he murdered two people, in right. my opinion. And I believe that that interview that he did with Soledad O'Brien years ago, I think it was 2006, if I did it, this is how I would have done it. Yeah. Remember, he was going to write the book, and then it mm-hmm. got squashed. I think that was his confession. Of course. Yeah. Can you can you imagine they bring him on a podcast? I like, he's, a, he's a disgraceful human he's being. He's a pariah. I mean, he lives in Las Vegas in a gated, small golf community. Um, and I see, I follow him because, you know, he doesn't tweet. He only posts videos with his opinions. Yeah. And it's always at a golf course. And he's always uh, posting videos about fantasy football. But it's the, the comments to anything he posts are always derogatory because everybody knows he got away with murder. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I can't believe – is he being paid for that? Probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm, there's no way I'm ever approaching that guy, no matter what I think it, what ratings it would get. Like, there's just some people that are so toxic you can't touch and bring back into the fold. And that's one of them right there. Wow. I love how, by the way, too. Ah, hey, murder, it's funny. Ah, yeah. He confessed. Ah, murder. Ah, what a what a what a disgraceful group. Totally discriminatory, too, by the way, to have the female being kind of like the lead pivot where she's got to ask all the dudes the questions while the dudes can pontificate and bloviate. Okay, can we get away from that? That that's a that's a new staple I've seen in sports television. Let's have a female moderator up there to tee up the guys. Why don't we have a male moderator up there to tee up a female? Oh, we're all about equality, Nick right? Hale. Nick Hale. Well, mm. the lady has to be. The lady can't be more than just a traffic cop on a broadcast. <laughs> Maybe on that question, because women don't cheat. Ooh. Maybe that's what they're implying now. They don't kill either. <laughs> uh, Kevin Pools writes: Murdered Greg. He turned Nicole and Ron Goldman into human Pez dispensers. 
Jeez, Kevin, how do you really Jeez. feel? Good morning. Pez dispenser. Another thing I haven't... The last time I heard of a Pez dispenser, I, I heard of Cameron and Mace. <laughs> Pez dispenser. I, I just, like, first of all, you can barely understand what he's saying anyway. Yeah, it's another thing. we got to stop doing these broadcasts where people think that they can just do it via Zoom with no actual microphone and equipment. It sounds atrocious. Yeah. I want to play... I just want to play the very beginning again because I can't get over... Those two nitwits sitting there, like, like, like it's the it's the funniest thing he ever said. Where, I know because he's kind of he's suggesting. Yeah, he's kind of suggesting a confession. <laughs> Are you confessing that you murdered two people? Yeah, he's not into the confessional business in any category, whether it's um, you know uh, murder or uh, infidelity. Uh, cut one again, uh, Phil. Go said men shouldn't open up to women because they'll use it against them. He said whenever something go down, they're going to throw it back in your face. Do y'all agree? OJ first. OJ first. Uh, <laughs> when you say open up to women, I don't know what he's talking about. Is he talking about confessing? No, man. Don't confess. Don't confess. <laughs> I, 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 I think you're right. Don't say nothing. It was your, it was, it was your lying eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he killed somebody. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no confession. <laughs> that guy's ready to fall off the back of his chair. Yeah. Disgraceful human beings. I, I will say this about O.J. Simpson. Uh, when when there are documentaries or books, I mean, I've read three books. I've read the Johnny Cochran book. I've read the F. Lee Bailey book. Uh, I can't get enough of it, but I do find it fascinating that guys like Alan Dershowitz and other attorneys that worked on the case, they have all come out and said in memoirs or books or interviews with news that it was one of the most uninteresting open and dry cases that yep. they ever served on. And it's funny because they all they all made a killing off of it. They all got their own network gigs and you know book tours and things like that. But many of them said, from a legal standpoint, that there was there was nothing fascinating about the case. It was pretty much open and you know open and shut. Yeah, it was America's obsession with it, and obviously you know the race narrative, uh, you know, coming off of Rodney King mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Well, here we are in uh, Black History Month, and OJ and his uh, band of idiots are laughing uh, hysterically about murdering two people. Yeah. Funny, huh? Funny stuff. Let's go to a more positive thing. This clip made the rounds over the weekend. This is from 2005. Actually, somebody to actually look up to, uh, an African-American, uh, for for uh, them to be proud of, is Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Who said this on 60 Minutes back in 2005 about Black History Month. You know we are in Black History Month, the month of February. He said this. This is cut five, Phil, go. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is white history month? No, well, no, 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 come on, tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. <laughs> okay, which I'm month sure. is Jewish history month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh, oh, why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I, 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 I don't either. <laughs> I don't want a black history month. Black history is American history. 
There you go. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. Oh. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. Oh, wow. how about that? First of all, Mike Mike Wallace. I I know he has history and stuff like what a what a dumb what a dopey question. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get rid of racism? Yeah. Have the media stop obsessing over it? Have the far left that has hijacked the Democratic Party stop putting everybody into this little compartmentalized box? Oh, you over there, you're the gay one. You're the white one. You're the black one. Let me ask you something. When, when, you, see, when you see my car, Greg, when we went to Piazza Honda yes. a few weeks ago, yeah. when you saw my, my uh, truck, mm-hmm. did, did you obsess over the color of it? Did you know? Did it's you a know, nice color. Did you notice the color? It's of it? a nice color. But you yeah. didn't think twice about it after you saw no, it, right? No. Okay. Same thing when I saw you pull up with your vehicle. Um, you know, I have a brick house. You might have a stucco house or a vinyl siding house. Do we get obsessed over what 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 type of siding or material your house is? Probably not, right? Like you show up, you're like, oh, that's a nice home. You don't think about it again. But the media, they don't want you to ever forget about other people's appearances. Like, I, I, that is such a great answer by Morgan Freeman because I think that's the way a majority of people are. We, we don't think twice about whether you're white or you're black or you're female or I'm male or you're straight or I'm gay or I'm Christian or you're Muslim. Like, it's such a concocted media obsession to mm-hmm. continue not only to divide you but create fear and this absurd, and TikTok's the perfect example of it. The obsession with your own identity. Like, I don't obsess over my identity. I'm a straight white male. Like, I don't need to tell the world that every single day. But these people do, and I'm glad that he put Wallace in his place. That's a really good answer. It is. And that's what, 20 years old? That's 2000, before, 2005. That's before this became a real, like, yep. major obsessive talking point over the last four years. It It's such a great response to it. it Black history is American history. Amen. Amen. The right. end. You know and I mean? and like, I'm sure there are people that are black that are like, oh, hell with Morgan Freeman, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, with the uh, what the slurs towards Morgan Freeman will be from people that, that don't agree with that mindset. But that is such a great answer in this world of, you know, everything having to be about diversity, equity, inclusion. Here's my only thing. This yeah. is all I've ever said. Yeah. Two things. One, are you a good person? Two, do we have something in common? If you meet those two criteria, yep. you can be in my circle. Um, Crazy. Over the weekend, we lost Carl Weathers. Apollo Creed. I know. Um, from Rocky. Probably, I mean, he was all, He was also, I'm going to th- throw another name out there. He was also Action Jackson. Yes. Do you remember that that movie? Yep. And he should never have been in the ring with uh, Drago in Rocky Four. Exactly. Throwing throw the damn towel. Uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, delivers an emotional tribute for his friend, Carl Weathers, who died in his sleep on Thursday. Do we know a cause of death yet? I have not seen that. I don't know why I'm so morbid about this, but, like, do you know? I I kind of want to know what well, people we, die well, of. Yeah, just... well, we know Toby Keith had stomach cancer yeah. 18 months. Yep. Yeah, but no, I have not seen anything on Creed. They, they only said he died at the age of 76, peacefully in his sleep. I don't believe they've revealed his cause of death. 76 is young these days. So yeah, all I'm saying is is, is that most 76-year-old olds don't just go to sleep and not wake up. So there had to have been something right. else going on there. Okay, anyway, 
This is Sylvester Stallone giving his tribute to his friend Carl Weathers from the Rocky movie. This is Cut 11, Phil Go. Hello, everyone. Today is an incredibly sad day for me. Nice bar. I'm so torn up, I can't even tell you. I'm just trying to hold it in because Carl Weathers was such an integral part of my life, my success, everything about it. I, I give him incredible credit and kudos because when he walked into that room and I saw him for the first time, I saw greatness, but I didn't realize how great. I never could have accomplished what we did with Rocky without him. He was absolutely brilliant. His voice, his size, his power, his athletic ability, but more importantly, his heart, his soul. It's, it, it's a horrible loss. And I'm standing here in front of this painting because it was probably the last moment we were ever in the ring together and I'll never forget it. He was magic. And I was so fortunate to be part of his life. So, Apollo, keep punching. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's... Oh, man. I'm not crying. You're crying. Who's cutting onions in here? (laughs) You know, it's amazing. He always... There were so many great quotes, you know, from Carl Weathers, but I've got my favorite one here. This was uh, in Rocky IV when he was trying to pump him up uh, to fight uh, Ivan Drago. He says, and this is Apollo Creed, quote, we always have to be in the middle of the action because we're the warriors. And without some challenge, without some damn war to fight, then the warriors might as well be dead, Stallion. That was Apollo Creed. All right. I'm going to have a controversial take here. And uh, I've, I've said this on morning programs before, Nick, but this is the first time you're hearing it. Ranking Rocky movies. Go ahead. Four, three, two, one. Four, one, two, three. We're in agreement with four. Three is, no, three is much better than one. I'm sorry. Nick that Hill. was with Clubber Lang? Of course. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, but it's hard, it's hard to get. Rocky one first. That's, that's the thing. It's hard you to get away to from it, the first. You, you are insane. Which is why you I have it there. You. All right. Okay. Full confession. If you're sitting around on a Saturday. We all agree five is the worst, right? Five is the worst. Okay. Uh, we're all sitting around on a Saturday. We're flipping around through the channels. Rocky 1 is on. Rocky 4 is on. Which one are you putting on? Don Stenson, go. With We recently did this. We put on one because my teenage sons had not seen it. So we wanted them to experience one. First. What? What is a fine movie? It's not great. <laughs> It's, it's not great. It's the classic. It's the, cl- it is the classic. It's the kickoff to it. It's the launching of the series. <laughs> I go some respect. I go four one. Actually, I take that back. Four one, three two. Okay. What was your order? Four four three two one. Four three two one. Yeah. I go four, one, three two. Yeah. Four one three two. Also, Carl Weathers Chubbs from uh, Happy Gilmore. By right. the way, how great. If you're, if you, if you, I would say Happy Gilmore better than Rocky One. (laughs) Oh, stop! If we're ranking, wait, hang on. Get out of here. If we're, if we're ranking Carl Carl Weathers movies, I'm, I'm putting Happy Gilmore in front of Rocky One. He he was just in a golf commercial not too recently. (laughs) Which one is Creed? Creed is the new was the spinoff. Which, by the way, Creed is not a Rocky movie. Oh. And I've established that that is not up for debate in human um, pop culture debate. Uh, Creed is a separate entity. 
it is not a Rocky movie. Wasn't was Rocky one the one that came out in nineteen seventy six? That's rated number one. I believe so. So I'm yes. The, the masses are with me. Yes. <laughs> By the way, seventy six. If I if I have my muse, uh, movie history correct, Rocky and Jaws come out the same year. Find me a, a year oh, in okay, cinema here we go. Here we go. that had two more iconic movies in the same year than Rocky and Jaws. Well, I could do 70, what year did The Godfather come out? 70, 73? Oh, yeah. That's a, me and my big mouth. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, but, I mean, I, The Godfather, I mean, pre- right there might trump both of those. Paul, uh, uh, all right. Carl Weathers, uh, the, somebody who re- shall remain nameless, just texted me Predator. Predator is a great Carl Weathers movie. Yes, right. it is. Okay, so let's let's rank Carl Weathers movies. Godfather, nineteen seventy two. Seventy two. Okay, there was another there was another uh, movie that came out that year too. That was big. Okay, Carl Weathers movies. Uh, Rocky, was he in Rocky Four? Oh yeah, he died in Rocky Four. Okay, pulling Ro- up his IMDb right now. Rocky Four. Yeah, he died. Drago killed him. <laughs> Rocky Four. <laughs> Rocky Three. He was in Rocky Three, right? Um, off the top of my head, I think so. I don't see why he wouldn't be, although I can't really recall Happy many, Gilmore. many scenes from that one with him in it. Godfather, Deliverance. He was in Toy Story. Toy Story 4. Yeah. He's in Magnum P.I. He's been in Chicago. P- this is TV. Chicago yeah. PD, Chicago mm-hmm. Justice. My God. These guys had a hell of a career. All right. Rocky 4, Rocky 3, Happy Gilmore, Predator. <laughs> Rocky 1. <laughs> I'm just, I just do this to Tick people off. Rocky one, Rocky two. Now Phil Phil is saying in nineteen seventy seven you had Star Wars, Slapshot, and Saturday Night Fever. Hmm. It's still not Rocky and Jaws. And trust me, I'm over the whole Rocky thing. Like, you know, when the Eagles play on Sunday night, I don't need a picture of the Rocky statue coming back from commercial along with Gino's stakes and the arts the art. Yeah, that's right. God. Yeah. i I'm being reminded he trained Rocky and Rocky Three. Remember them running on the beach? Yeah, well, he definitely didn't. Yeah, he didn't. What play. the hell is the matter with you? Mm-hmm. Remember, because I, I, I was Mickey still, dies. Yes. In that in that in that scene where Mickey dies and played Rocky by who cries and it's or just Meredith. Horrendous scene. He was the Penguin in the original Batman. Of course, he was. Uh, to me, the best scene for me with Apollo Creed was when he came out to fight Drago in Four, and James Brown is singing "Living in America." And he's yeah. got the American top hat on yeah. and the red, white, and blue trousers and yeah. he's putting on the show. <laughs> what a performance that was. And then he got mocked. <laughs> We're being called Rocky Amateurs, by the way. If we're not oh, yeah. I forgot he was in Rocky Three, But yes, that scene where he's... Uh, remember, he's fighting and then yeah. he comes in and Rocky goes, Apollo? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not a Rocky Amateur. I know these movies. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, how much of the audience? How much of the audience do you think we've lost? <laughs> Hopefully, all of it. Take me out too. I'll join Weathers. I'll join Keith. Uh, who, who passed away? Keith? Not Keith Urban. Uh, Toby Keith. Toby I'm ready to go too. Had enough of all of you. <laughs> Rocky Four, Rocky Three, Happy Gilmore, Predator, Rocky One, Rocky Two. That's my Carl Weathers power ranking. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Dawn is ready to throw something at me. No, I'm not. Four's great, though. I don't know how anybody could argue. It's United States against Russia. Uh, agreed. Like, God, there, there's the so Cold much. War. Yeah, there's so much about Rocky Four that is just that screams America. Yes. That screams like let's kick the living 
S out of Russia. Yeah. And I mean, evil empire. My, and, and what year was Rocky for? What was that? 1985, baby. 85. Okay, yeah. so 15. And that was 39 years ago. So yeah. here we are four decades later. And we're just giving $60 billion to Vladimir Zelensky. When 40 years ago, we would just go over there and send uh, Creed and Stallone over there and knock out Drago. Rocky Three, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a, it's a great movie. I'm not saying it's, it's not a fabulous great. Fabulous movie. Fabulous it's, movie. But it's not. You, it's hard to pass over one. <laughs> People are just screaming at us on the YouTube channel. I don't care. I don't. I, I don't care. You don't like what we're talking about? Turn, turn off the radio. Is this? Is so? Let me ask you this: If, it, if, if, so, you're going four, three, two, one. Is this yeah. the first? Uh, you know, we have sequels, we have trilogies. I don't know what you would call four of them. Um. I don't know what is that quad something whatever it is. Uh, is that the, is that the only movie series that is actually better in reverse <laughs> oh, order? Sorry. I, I'm getting so many texts right now. My 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 phone is blowing up. What suit, uh, suits texting you? <laughs> Shouldn't they be getting ready for a sales meeting? Uh, somebody who shall remain nameless says Ben FM probably has more manly programming right now compared to this week's this this week Rocky Con because <laughs> we can't hold our. <laughs> oh, that, well, there was a snort. <laughs> that might be the first snort of twenty-four. Uh, I haven't heard a snort all all, the, all calendar year. This person knows how to make me laugh. So, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. anytime, Greg. Anytime you want to get back to doing the show sorry. for the audience, yeah, I, you know, okay. Don, what, Don, what is it? Don, what does Greg do when you're when you're doing you're doing messaging Susie? Cool. Would you get back to doing the radio show? <laughs> And Greg's having a text exchange with, with, with one unnamed person. Like the audience cares about unnamed guy. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> okay. Joy Reid was on The View. Would you rather uh, hear no, from Joy Reid? Let's, let's, let's keep talking. Back. Let's go back to Rocky. <laughs> okay. Look, look, it's what's on my show sheet. It's, it's what's on my cut sheet, folks. Like it or don't. I don't care. No, actually, I, I, I really want to hear this because I, I've said this in the past where she should go to this show. And she actually ends up on this show. She does. Uh, so she ex- she had to explain her. Um... Oh, wait, this is not the right comment. Hang on. This is just a bad job. Yeah, bad see, job, see, I mean. See, you're focused on texting unnamed people. Can you talk amongst yourselves? This is yourself? radio, people. Can you talk amongst yourselves for just one second? Stop it! Just stop it! <laughs> we'll just play Greg until Greg's ready. <laughs> no, but you're going to get to the Joy Reid clip where she's on uh, ABC's The View. Yep. Which I've I've long been yep. advocating for my head to explode that Joy Reid and Joy Behar need to be on the same set together, pontificating and bloviating, so that my head spontaneously combusts. All right, this is cut three on her hot mic moment. At least I hope it is. <laughs> cut three. Phil, go. Now, Joy, I want to ask you, because we, as, as people that wear microphones every there day, we, yeah. we can relate to this. But last week, you had a hot mic moment that got some attention. <laughs> Let's just say you used some colorful language. Who doesn't? Not me. Um, I'm a Christian. But, yeah, <laughs> but it, it seems like you were criticizing President Biden for starting another war. I don't Another think you're alone in concerns of that, but is that true? Like, what was behind this? <laughs> well, I'm going to hit that with a cute no comment. No, but I, what, what I'm going to say is I am a person that... I as, I'm a study war no more kind of Christian. I'm a red letter Christian. I don't believe in war, whether it is the governor of Texas literally trying to start another civil war 
over an issue that his party could solve tomorrow. There's literally a bill that they just yeah. could pass, right, and, and do the border security issue. Or whether it's in the Middle East, I was deeply against the Iraq War. I was against, I'm, a, I'm an anti-war person. And so, you know, I don't want to say that there's any side that is specifically to blame here. But I think the idea, I think for most Americans, we're war weary. I think we're all weary of conflict, yeah. and we would like to see us progress economically, socially, try to bring this country back from the brink of racial hatred. Let's not do war at all. Yeah. Okay. Let's not kill people. Let's not. Let's not kill people. I, I, I mean, so, so basically everything that Joy Reid does on her television show is one big fraudulent production. Thank you. It's a big theatrical mm. production. What, what was wrong with that? comment right nothing like, like what she said right there is great nothing that that that's that's where most republicans are that are are sick of the warmongering that are sick of the lindsey grams and the bushes of the world that want never-ending fu- funneling of money for conflict but you know what why would you be ashamed okay yeah you dropped the f-bomb but if you're uh if you really do believe joe biden's getting us into another bleeping war well, clean up the language, but I mean, other than that, that should have been your monologue, not getting caught on a hot mic. And then, by the way, she passive aggressively there in the beginning is like, I'm just going to give that a passive aggressive no comment. Like she she didn't really want to go into it. And then she blames it on Greg Abbott. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, Greg Abbott could just do this. No, no, House Republicans could just do this. Well, Joe Biden, with the with the, the stroke of a pen, could undo exactly what he did in January of 2021 that caused this mess. Oh. All I know is that she's on a she's on a, a show that's an opinion based show. So give an opinion. Mm-hmm. Like she's obviously well, she has opinions on plenty of things usually that I disagree with. So why all of a sudden you know when it comes to this? Yeah, when it comes to this, why why are you, uh, you know, portraying one thing on the air and then mumbling something that you presume is off air? Think about how powerful it would be if she if she opened up a show one time with a 10-minute monologue on how she doesn't want Joe Biden to get us in another effing war. And by the way, she's on cable. She can say it. Mm -hmm. Which Think about how powerful that would be. Yeah, which I didn't realize you could do that. I didn't didn't know you could curse on TV like that. Um, Something else you shouldn't do on TV is forget things. (laughs) I forget things on the radio all the time. So Joe Biden Biden appeared to confuse uh, French President Emmanuel Macron with former French leader Francois Mitterrand, who died in 1996. So he's been gone for uh, 28 years. He made this this, uh, blunder during a speech in Las Vegas. Um, (laughs) So he's speaking about speaking to world leaders and he 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 talks about Mitterrand from Germany uh, this is how that sounded cut to Bill go people have pled guilty you know right 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 after I was elected I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting all the NATO leaders I was in I was in the south of England and I sat down and I said America's back and Mitterrand from Germany I mean from France looked at me Germany, and France. Said, mm-hmm. uh, s- said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? Oh, boy. And I looked at him, and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times, and the London Times said, 
thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors. Two bobbies are killed. All right, so you get it. Wow. This is, I would say that is a significantly worse blunder than when he said, where's Jackie? Well, I, let's uh, let's do power rankings here. I think where's Jackie's the worst. Well, here's the thing, because I actually looked up Jackie while we were listening to that clip, so I wanted to get the context right. That was back on September 28th of 2022, where Jackie Walorowski, an Indiana congresswoman, had passed away a month earlier in a car accident in August. So, like, that that's a month ago, you know, Joe Biden, you know, she dies in August, he speaks in September, he says, where's Jackie? Big gaffe on his part, clearly. I mean, you got to be aware that the the poor lady has been deceased for a month. But I mean, this is you're mixing up a guy that's been dead for thirty years. This is interesting to me, right? Because it, you know they say with Alzheimer's and dementia, you um, you revert back to old times, right, Don? Like you talk about people who have been who you knew past, like they're still here, right? Yeah, that was when I think of you know grandparents great-grandparents although mine didn't really do that but I, I um i i guess of friends who they would if they had any dementia or anything of that yeah. nature they would kind of revert back to back in the day and not necessarily remember more recent history hmm. that's that's what i'm saying so if you're looking for signs of this that is a that's a huge sign of you know remembering people from long ago and, and this is and forgetting people who are here now. And this is why Trump comes out yesterday or two days ago, basically says, "I want to debate Joe Biden right now," which I don't blame him. I mean, he, I mean, this guy is a complete liability right now. Not just in front of a camera, not just in front of a microphone. I mean, Joe Biden is is a liability for the Dems right now. Anytime he steps foot in public, yeah, I, I just I can't. You can't just brush stuff like this off. You know what I mean? It's one thing to say, mix up a name or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. He's literally talking about a French president who was, who I'm sure he knew because mm-hmm. was in power, I think, from 81 to 95 and then died in 96. Yep. So it's obviously somebody he knows. Yeah. Back when Joe was like a moderate. So it's it's just, it's, I'm getting, so was that, oh, everybody's saying that that clip didn't go out over what YouTube, over what over youtube and over the odyssey app Uh-oh. oh did we get shut down over something the no stuff, i think maybe? it's because it was not monoed out properly oh. uh let me let me please p- mount it let me play properly it, let me play <laughs> let me let me play it one more time for the people who may have missed it i apologize for that phil let's start cut two over again if you can i apologize for that if it didn't go out if it did you're hearing it for a second time uh cut two go People have pled guilty. You know, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. I was in, I was in the south of England, and I sat down and I said, "America's back." And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, "said, you know, why, why, how, how long are you back for?" And I looked at him, and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times 
And the London Times said... See, he's remembering conversations that obviously happened. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't know with who. Yeah, he's just patching different portions of stuff together. Do you, you know, if you look at that video, by the way, for yeah. those that did see it the second time on YouTube, you see the supporters in the back with the Biden-Harris uh, little posters. And they're young, young men. Those guys have got to be in their 20s, early 30s. They're probably sitting there and saying, what the <laughs> hell is he talking about? You know that 99% of the people there probably have no idea mm -hmm. the story he's trying to rehash and recall. Yep. Right? If you Do you guys think, this is, this is really horrible to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, do you guys think that if he wins re-election in his second term in the White House, he's going to start telling us stories like Bo is still with us? Oh, he's what? He's Why are you asking that question? I reject the premise. <laughs> I reject that. I'm I'm just Get telling that out you. Of your head. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Well, he's already he already uh, you know convolutes the story about Bo saying he yep. lost him in Iraq. And yes, we we've, we've had the conversation of you know the chemicals that led to you know that he was exposed to that led was it's the brain cancer. But you know, and then he passed away. I don't know how many years after returning. But you know, he continues to. Even when he's maybe not trying to blatantly lie, he either forget he forgets certain um, portions of the story mm -hmm. that takes things out of context, yep. or he's completely embellishing and ad libbing, and it's just bad. The only thing he really remembers is, you know, hey, I was raised in the synagogues, and then I was raised in the black church. Like when he's when he's pandering to a base. He really remembers the script to a T, no matter how many times it's been debunked. Like when he tells the football story that he was a fullback at Delaware. Yep. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. It's a complete lie. And he keeps going back to it. Uh, Gmail writes, every 80-year-old has memory lapses. Agreed. Yes. But there's... But not every 80-year-old's a president of the United States. <laughs> there seems to be. Yeah. What, what's going to happen when there's a memory lapse that, you know, is not just him forgetting a name of yeah. somebody? You know, the truth about him, he always, I will say what's consistent with him is that he always, he's known for believing that he's great with foreign policy. He's always been a disaster with foreign, he's always been wrong on it consistently. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you guys catch 60 Minutes on Sunday? I meant to, all of these, by the way, because I had so much yesterday that we just couldn't get to because there was so much. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of it, I'm just kind of playing catch up from the weekend but hey look it's a four-hour program yeah so, damn right uh they did a they did a report on 60 minutes on a sunday about how illegals are using tiktoks tiktok for step-by-step -step instructional videos on how to enter the country illegally oh absolutely it's a tutorial um so basically what they're saying is that china is helping to facilitate uh, this invasion they are uh, of uh, the country yep. uh, this is just a 40 second clip of of that report from sunday this is cut four phil go we wondered how all of these migrants knew about this particular entryway into california the answer was in their hands oh you learned on tiktok yeah TikTok is a social media platform created in China. The post we found had step-by-step -step instructions for hiring smugglers and detailed directions to that hole we visited. We were struck by just how orderly and routine it all seemed. The migrants walked about a half mile down a dirt road and waited in line for U.S. Border Patrol to arrive so they could surrender. 
I'm not surprised at all. I mean, we saw it here locally. Remember yeah. our little gal, Meatball? <laughs> Wasn't she coordinating all the looting and rioting via Allegedly. social media? Allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you, Don. So you use these apps. These are communication devices. You DM somebody. You put up a post. You put up a video. I, I'm not surprised at all. Word gets around. That's, the, that's one of the powers of social media. You say one thing, it circulates. Kaboom, it's global. Just like yeah. that. Yeah. It, I mean, look, you know, if they're not going to find it from TikTok, I'm sure they can find it somewhere else on the Internet. But it does make it easier. Absolutely. You know I mean? so. But you, you're right. I mean, the tie-in with, with China and the Communist Party and that ByteDance company, which is in bed with the CCP, that's, that's really my, my reasoning behind, you know, the pushing of the banning of TikTok. It's, it's the national security issues based on where that app, um, I don't know, was created, founded whatever you want to call it. All right, that'll do it for What's on the Cut Sheet Part 1. Guess what's coming up in five minutes, everybody? What? Oh, it's keyword time. Keyword time. That's right. Disney Cruise Line Vacation. Keyword number four, when we come back, followed by Dawn's Big Three. And then also, the sheriff in Philadelphia. The sheriff's team pulls a Nikki Haley. We have phony flattering on the other side. (laughs) Kale and Company, stay right there. Talk over your 12 time. Happy, I'm sorry, Nick. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from Vandal in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Like I said, I'm taking uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at plus two and a half. I'm taking Jason Kelsey to, uh, to uh, excuse me, Travis Kelsey to score an anytime touchdown, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> To be the Super Bowl MVP, uh, Fandle has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Now, not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, uh, but Fandle ha- also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get two hundred dollars in bonus bets if your first five dollar bet or more wins. Just visit Fandle.com/slash/greg. Fandle.com/slash/greg to sign up right now. Fandle.com/slash/greg. Make every moment more with Fandle, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Fandle Sportsbook is the official partner of Twelve Ten WPHT Twenty One and Over. President PA. Ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. We might be joined by Tony Bruno tomorrow. Bruno is out at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. But the question is, does Tony Bruno make an appearance at 5.30 a.m. local time from Las Vegas? I mean, we we know he's up. We know he's up. He's been in the chat at that point sometimes. Yes, yeah. So uh, I will uh, keep everybody posted later today uh, and let you know on Twitter if, in fact, we will have Bruno on. He was out there early yesterday on a Monday of Super Bowl week. Today's media day. It's a total circus. By the way, public uh, public safety notice. If you don't want to be inundated with Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff today at Super Bowl media day, just make sure your TV and your smartphone social what, media devices are turned off. What if we... What if we pushed him back a half hour. What if we said he can come on at 9? Yeah. I'm, I'm which down, is, yeah, which is 6 a.m. Yeah. Well, we start at 6 a.m. I mean, there's there's morning shows that do Super Bowl hits, right? So, mm-hmm. like... I just don't know if he's going to leave his hotel accommodations 
to go to where the media setup is, where the, he's been doing his radio show all week long. Very low energy. Just to, yeah, just to you know, sit down with us for 20 minutes. But that, that could be me. I, I don't know. I've, I've just sent out the text. Dawn, don't, don't you agree that he should man up and join us? Yes. Thank you. We don't care about the climate. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'll let you guys know about that. All right, it is now time Woo-hoo! for our Disney keyword cruise line vacation giveaway seven night voyage to the Caribbean because the time to show your kids the world is now. Here's what you do each and every day at 8.30. You'll be listening to this program, and you go to 1210WPHT.com and enter the keyword for your chance to win. We will do this each and every day through Thursday, February 22nd. And then on Friday, February 23rd, two weeks from this Friday, we will call the winner live on the air. This is a local contest, Kale & Company. This is not national. So this is going to somebody that listens to this program. And the key word today is beaches. Beaches. That's correct. Beaches. B-E-A-C-H-E-S. Beaches. Take beaches. To 1210WPHT.com and enter it for your chance to win this seven-night voyage, which, by the way, it's for up to four people. Mm. So, you know, this is this is coming with a hefty price tag. Yeah, a lot of people probably can't swing this right out of pocket. You're damn right. You're so, damn right. You know, this is something you kind of save up for for a couple of years unless you're one of those and elitists. 1210WPHT.com uh, to enter. And... A lot of people have asked if you need every single keyword. You do not. However, the more keywords you have, the better chance you have of winning. It's like buying a lottery ticket. So if you have one keyword, yes, you could win. You probably won't. Right. If you have three keywords, you could win, but you probably won't. That's right. You need the people who have all, what is it, 22, Nick Kale? Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen keywords. If you have all sixteen, you have a better chance of winning. That's three weeks nice. and one day worth of keywords yep. for shows. Mm-hmm. All right, eight thirty-five Tuesday morning. Let's get to a Dawn Stenzel and Big Three at eight. It's the Big Three at eight on Kale and Company. And Big Three at eight, sponsored today by Piazza Auto Group, number one. We have news of a flyer has turned himself in. A Philadelphia Flyer hockey player has turned himself in to the authorities, to Canadian police, has surrendered to Canadian police. And that word this morning, it's Philadelphia Flyer Carter Hart. He's one of five hockey players charged with sexual assault. Police chief of London, Ontario, issuing a public apology yesterday to a woman who says she was sexually assaulted by five hockey players back in 2018 by part of a a world junior team, and that included Carter, allegedly. So this is Chief Ty Trong, who apologized for all the delays, but then refused to give any details as to why it took nearly six years for any charges to be filed and what led to the initial investigation to rather quickly be closed before being reopened the summer of 2022. So the only thing I can say to you is that the Flyers goaltender, Carter Hart, was 19 years old at the time, is among those other players. They were in town for a gold medal performance for the World Junior Championship there. The Devils' Michael McLeod is also charged with two counts of sexual assault as well as other. I think there are three NHL players, three others, 
but in all five players. Hart remains on leave. I will point out to you that attorneys for all five of these players say that their attorneys say their clients are not guilty and they will they will vigorously defend themselves against these allegations. So Carter Hart has not played a game since January 20th. By the way, that was the last time the Flyers won a hockey game. They have lost five straight games. So by my by my math, uh, in the last handful of days now, last two weeks, what once felt like a, a very um, prosperous winter sports season of Flyers hockey and Sixers basketball has come to a screeching halt. Our goaltender is charged with what you're talking about, and our center, Joel Embiid, has a meniscus injury. All right, let's get ready for pitchers and catchers. <laughs> and what's, is it hockey, What is it All-Star Weekend coming up, too? Yeah, this is right around that time. Around. Yeah, because basketball's a few weeks after. So I don't know, in Canada, it looks like things move quite slowly, and I don't know, I mean, they obviously, this is not an American court. So there's not a presumption of innocence, etc. Okay. So they're fighting it. They have. They're all lawyered up, and that's the word I just wanted to bring to you this morning. The latest. So Carter Hart, among those who surrendered to police in Canada, they were processed and then released. Okay. So he's not behind bars this morning. Just to clarify that, King Charles the Third has announced he's taking a little break. Speaking of those who are taking a little bit of leave, well. It, King Charles III is being treated for cancer. I saw that yesterday. He confirmed this. Yeah. So he can't do his public duties, and he's not saying publicly what kind of cancer. That was, that was going to be my next question. Okay. So we don't know why. We, we, we have no word what's going on, and do, do, uh, they've refused to say. Do we have a right as, as, as the public to know from a public figure when somebody steps aside whether they are in a taxpayer-funded position or they are a celebrity. Remember we were talking about, um, who was the uh, the actor that we were, he was dealing with all courts? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And remember we had that long conversation about what's going on here. Yeah. Do, do, do we as public you know, figure, the, those public figures, and we're public figures as well. Well, I mean, they're not our public figures. I know. They're, they're. But in America, you know, or, you know. Fake and phony. Do you, kings do, and queens. Do you, do you think those people over there have a right to know? I think I think uh, Lloyd Austin's, more... our defense secretary. Perfect example. You know, is a yeah. good example of somebody who I loved that he came out publicly and said that he had this type of prostate cancer, that it's so curable, and that he wanted to. I think it's good when public figures say, hey, go get checked. Yeah. Yes, agreed. I agree. So, there was so the deal is he had a recent hospital treatment for an enlarged prostate cancer. The king did, okay. but they're saying this is a separate issue. Okay, kind of spread, I guess. I mean, I'm just speculating, but yeah. And so. you start at what is it forty or fifty when you start getting the annual prostate exam? I think it's fifty, right? Well, Don is what have, they suggest. Don doesn't have a prostate, so she. Yeah, I don't know. have a prostate. <laughs> I thanks. So I'm not gonna. Do any checks and play Nurse Dawn over here. I think it's 50. I think that what they tell you with breast cancer, prostate, any of this, if you have any family history, talk to your doctor. Mm -hmm. Because if, like, for a family history, they're going to start checking it at 35. Yeah. Depending on, you know, any kind of uh, ailment. Well, my buddy last night had to go to the hospital because they think he has diver- diverticulitis. Oh, is the worst. Is, yeah. is he going to have to have uh, colon removed or small intestine removed? Like, he, he like said Rick they, Zioli. Zioli. <laughs> is, that what, is that what Zioli was dealing with? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh yeah, I guess the you, you end up with like nodules on the inside of your colon that yep. you know all this food gets stuck and then it turns into bacterial infections and then you have abdominal pain. So yeah. and then you have an unhealthy gut. So Ugh. so for their awful monarchy over there, which is just a total farce and awful. Putting that all aside, if if uh, if he kicks the bucket, who's next? Is it the heir or the spare? Oh, well, is it? It would be William, right? Maybe it's um, Speaker Johnson. <laughs> Alexander Haig. Yeah. Speaker Johnson. Charles and Charles. Of indictable crimes and the abuse of power. <laughs> indictable. Indictable. That's my favorite thing. It is. Uh, so British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak said Tuesday that as the monarch's uh, son, Prince Harry, flew to the U- uh, flew from the U.S. to visit his father, I don't know who is second in charge over there. Does anybody care? Do we care? I, I mean, we I, this, honestly this is, I, for all the Taylor Swift, I care. Really in charge. I care exactly. more about Taylor Swift than I do this, the royal family. This country has a really unhealthy obsession. I don't with, get it with with that monarchy. I've Who never cares? been. I've yeah. never look, been in. Like, look, uh, God bless him. I hope you don't. You know the cancer, yes, whatever. I was just yeah. going to say that. I, I wish no ill will on this gentleman. Honest no. to God, I just I I could care less about the monarchy. They they're really like Mickey and Minnie. I mean, yes. they're just a tourist attraction. Yeah, <laughs> and they even have a castle, just like Disney. See how I brought that back? There, there? you go. Uh, speaking of, so number three, just a fun one. This is a little fun one. Better call Bob Oderkirk's distant relative, King Charles III. So the I love Bob Oder. I, I don't know if you are a Bob fan. Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, I yep. should say. Yep. Bob Odenkirk, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. So he learned that in his latest episode, whatever, Finding Your Roots, they found out that he, one of his relatives is King Charles III. They're actually really? related. Wow. So Bob Odenkirk related to the king. I thought that was kind of cool. Bob it, o- Bob Odenkirk has one of the greatest careers. I mean, he started as a uh, <clears throat> excuse me as a writer on The Simpsons. He wrote for SNL. Uh, wow! Just has a huge long career of just great. You know, was did Mr. Show like just great great stuff. I'm a huge Bob Odenkirk. Me fan. too. Well, we know Saturday Night Live has had its demise, and I know we had some movie conversation earlier that you know, Greg was getting personalized text messages about. It, and it, giggling like a girl. Is the, is the Simpsons the greatest television show of all time, regardless uh, of animated versus, you know, no. real human beings? No. no I mean, it's been going on since, what, 87? 87? 87 is when it started in shorts on the Tracy Allman show. It I started mean, in... With its own show, and I, I think eighty nine. I mean, we're talking thirty over thirty five years now. Yeah, yeah. It's probably one of the longest running shows. Well, it's easily the longest running, I think. Well, I mean, SNL has been around since nineteen seventy five. Yeah, but they take time off. Yeah, in season, by the way. Yeah. Have you noticed that as well? The, the, in this incarnation of Saturday Night Live, during their live season between October through late April, early mid May. They they have two or three weeks now where they go without live episodes. Did it used to be like that, or are they just out of material? No, they they only do. They're only contracted to do a, a handful of shows a year. Okay. I felt like in the glory days they didn't have as many off weeks in season. It's like they've added bye weeks all of a sudden. Yeah, they probably do. I don't know, twenty shows a year. It's, okay, it's it's not a ton. All right. Maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's 30, but, you know, it's okay. not It's not a lot. All right. Longest-running TV shows, you're going to laugh. Number one, Captain Kangaroo. Ah, uh, yes, Captain Kangaroo. 
then the symptoms, then Columbo. Columbo. Another Columbo. world, bold and beautiful. These are soap operas? Yep. Yeah, I was going to say the soap opera has been around for yeah. ages, too. Wow. See what happens when the Nevada primary means nothing? <laughs> we talk about, like, Columbo. Columbo went for 35 years. Yeah. My sons are what love Columbo. My old man loves Columbo. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about our sponsor. Thank you for sponsoring us, Piazza Auto Group. Start the new year off right with specials. 4.9% financing, 72 months on a new 2024 Volkswagen Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, Taos. Just visit our friends at Piazza Volkswagen of Ardmore and Langhorn, or you can always shop online, PiazzaVW.com. Thank you, Piazza Auto Group, for sponsoring our big three. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. Coming up at the top of the hour, Kellyanne Conway with her suggestions on who Trump should consider for the Veep. We will get into that conversation, but we'll wrap up the 8 o'clock hour next as our local sheriff pulls a Nikki Haley. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. If you're sick and tired of those achy joints, dread the idea of surgery, you need to call my friends at QC Kinetics. Call them today. Listen, the state of healthcare is always changing, right? The old ideas like steroids and surgery, they're no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is really transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments delivering lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, maybe from arthritis, maybe from that past injury. Don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics Advanced State-of-the-Art Treatments harnesses and then directs your body's natural abilities to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue. It's pretty amazing. It's a revolutionary approach that gets you long-term relief with no downtime. Make this the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk, run, play, play golf, whatever it is, without the dangers or the trauma of surgery and without any harmful drugs. Just call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation, 215-999-3000, 215 QC Kinetics, just call... Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, as we continue live here on a Tuesday morning, this segment brought to you by Turn 7 Liquidations, Overstock Emergency. Turn 7 must liquidate to the bare walls, and they have to do it immediately. No games, all name brand merchandise from the biggest online retailers, sacrificed up to 90% off Turn 7 Philadelphia Mills, Moorestown Mall. Hurry, turn seven liquidations. How about this story? My brother-in-law, Aaron's husband, actually sent me this yesterday. I thought this was hilarious. We gave you the story about Nikki Haley and what I perceive to be staged fake fan mail that we talked about on the show yesterday. We showed you the two visual graphics on YouTube yesterday, one of which looked like an email that was concocted that was never actually sent to the Haley campaign. And now we have more flattering but phony headlines here locally in Philadelphia. So this is from the New York Post. Uh, my brother-in-law sent me this story. The Philadelphia Sheriff's Team posted a series of flattering but phony news headlines on the, her campaign website and then had to issue a nonchalant disclaimer when its fake news scheme was exposed. Democrat Rochelle Bilal's first term has been marred by accusations that, and if you've been paying attention to some of the local news, that her office 
lost a handful of guns. So we've got firearms that are unaccounted for. She tried to misuse funds to double her salary and hire a top deputy who moonlights as a defense lawyer. But visitors to her campaign website are met with glowing headlines about her accomplishments, which is all good and well. But the only problem is these articles don't actually exist, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. The supposed headlines came from supposedly the reputable local outlets like NBC10, CBS3, and the Philadelphia Inquirer, but they were removed from the site on Friday after the newspaper reached out for comment because it was unable to verify any of the headlines as authentic. So here you have somebody in the sheriff's department that is trying to position themselves from a a political standpoint as, you know, doing this well or accomplishing this initiative or checking this off of their agenda, except none of these headlines are authentic or real. Now the allegations, and by the way, the sheriff's department and Bilal did not respond to requests for comment from the paper. And her spokeswoman has said that the issue would have to be addressed by their campaign manager. Now, watchdogs have hypothesized that this campaign had used artificial intelligence to fabricate these headlines. See, once again, this is where I think AI is going to be used, manipulated, and even fabricating things for elections. I'm telling you right now, and I'll probably be guilty of it as well. I'll probably fall victim to it. I'll see something that I think is real, retweet it, only to be found out later. Found out later that it's it's a total scam. It's not real. As I'll we, yell at you. You'll yell at me. Yeah, probably in a text. Yep, definitely uh, in a text. Know. Not everything needs to be on Twitter. <laughs> Amen. Be careful. It's election season. There's going to be a lot of stuff out there that is absolutely false, even at a level like the Philadelphia Sheriff's Office. Can we make a Can we make a pledge in 2024 to tweet less? You going to incentivize that? <laughs> I mean, you know, I've actually been. I, in all seriousness, your incentive is. I've the been job contemplating. You have. I've been contemplating retiring from Twitter, like gone, deleting the account. What do you think about that? Um, Should we go to a poll question for that? I. Well, what would you go to? Sorry, Greg. No, no. I, 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 I want your. I might. Advice. I might. I might create just like a generic account, just so I can grab some stories and headlines and stuff for show content purposes, but actually just never, ever posting again. What if you just posted the stuff from the radio station website? I do. Okay. No, no, I I know you do. I'm the first one to retweet our great content. I know you do. Some other ones of us don't, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, how many times does WPHT, whoever runs that account, oh, but... ever retweet anything of mine? By the oh. way, so goes both ways. Stop or whatever it. that saying is. Just stop it. <laughs> two way street. Two way street. What now? True Social just said that they were. That's my question. Would you go to something like Rumble? No, or True no, Social? no. I'll, I'll stay on Twitter just because of the the, the accounts would, that I follow. That why I like. would you go on these sites where it's just an echo chamber of the same people saying the same things over and over again? Get out of your comfort zones. Stop with Rumble. Stop with Truth Social. Get in. Get out of your comfort zones. Look at other things. I don't go to Truth or Rumble. Sorry, I do. I go. I look I'm at yelling. everything. I'm yelling. Yes, you are. 
But like I told you before, I hate social media. Mom, he's yelling. That's where I get my stories from Fox or from the New York Post. I don't go to their actual website. I click on the link through Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, what am I a nerd? Why? Why would I do that? I I, I go to ev- like every site, the liberal, the the yeah. conservative, whatever, because I just like to see what the chatter is. Right. Because sometimes something is trending, and I'm just trying to figure out. Okay. Yeah. This is. Something trending, what are both sides saying, and what's right. going on here? Like when I when I read something from the Inquirer yeah. or the Washington Post or the New York Times, even if it's not in my, you know, echo echo chamber, I just don't I just don't do it the old fashioned way. I just don't go to like nypost.com in my browser. So wait a minute. Getting back to something Dawn said, you you really don't retweet things from the radio station's website because the people don't retweet no. you. No. I just was saying that as my defense. This is radio people. All right, we have to break. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Don't you ever notice I go through and I'll this, just like retweet. We're a letting whole bunch. the sheriff off the hook, by the way. You guys, are, you guys are killing my momentum. This I'm lady sorry, is as fraudulent as Nikki Haley. I'm sorry. Phony, fake, flattering, fake news, phony headline fan mail. It's, it's my the, it's the least of her troubles. It's my fault. My ADD really. I know. Well, she. Right. I mean, it's bad enough she lost guns and she's misusing funds. And now we got to use fake head. I'd be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go home today. I'm going to create an email address, Bob Jones at Yahoo. And I'm going to email Greg like, hey, that guy in Morning yeah. Drive is pretty cool. <laughs> the guns were not, I mean, the guns that were, quote unquote, oops, lost, yeah. somehow ended up being sold on the street. Yeah. And some of them used as murder weapons. I mean, we've talked about that. So yep. this is the least of her issues. I tell you what. <laughs> All right. 855-839-1210. When we come back, I've always been a fan of Kellyanne Conway. I think she still has the attention and the ear of Donald Trump. And when she speaks about things that are important, like the vice president, we listen. She goes through the names, and we'll uh, discuss those on the other side as we continue fourth and final hour. Kale and Company coming up next on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Morning mystery movie clip coming up at 920. What's on the cut sheet part due at 930. What's on tap for the Dawn Show today in music history. And also who won Twitter today. All still on the way. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in at 1210WPHT on social media. Get us on the free Odyssey app and, of course, watch us live on YouTube. So I, you know, I think the, the vice president conversation is very fascinating. It's very interesting. And there's a lot of people out there that I think are of the belief that it doesn't matter. I do feel like, you know, over the last couple of years, whether it's 2020 uh, with Joe Biden selecting Kamala Harris or now who Donald Trump will select in 2024. I think it's an interesting conversation, and I do think it does carry some weight. Is it significant? Is it going to decide whether or not you vote Trump? Probably not. But I do think in a tight, a very hotly contested you know, race, where we're talking, this thing is going to be decided by one, two, three four, five different states. We're talking, I think, under 40,000 total votes, um, obviously, with the race for 270, you know, for the Electoral College. I, I think if, you know, if you look at 2020 and you say that was close, and then you look at the disastrous policies of the Biden administration, and you look at the political prosecution of Donald Trump, I think it's safe to say 
that this should be even closer than it was the first time around, which then I guess maybe the VP comes into play. Is there a VP out there in a swing state that could actually deliver a state for Donald Trump? I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but that could be the thought process behind all of this. You know, we played you the clip yesterday, Donald Trump talking about, you know, who he's thinking about, who he's considered, and he floated out two names. He threw out Tim Scott from South Carolina, and he also threw out, uh, I believe it was Christy Nome. And Maria Bartiromo was trying to uh, press him on that a little bit. Trump really seems like he's in no hurry, no rush to announce, which, which from a strategy standpoint, um, I think makes a ton of sense. There's really no reason. I don't know that people are overly focused on a lot of this stuff right now. We are certainly. We live it. We breathe it. We're in the weeds. Those of you that listen to this show and this station around the clock certainly are. But most Americans are pretty much, and I want to say, I don't want to say completely checked out. People are aware of the economy, aware of the border, but they're not paying attention to all the nuanced conversations right now. So Kellyanne Conway offered up her insight as a guest columnist for the New York Times, and she threw out a bunch of different people in a bunch of different categories. I want to start with this, this group of people first. Um, she didn't really name this category. But this group consists of former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo, as well as Tom Cotton, Senator uh, Republican from Arkansas, and then Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida. When I Now, that, these are coming from Kellyanne Conway. In my opinion, those are no, no, and no. I have, this is just my opinion. I have no interest in any one of those three. Then she goes to the, quote, most popular suggestion— that she has heard about who Trump should pick as VP, and this is the female category. Although Conway goes on to say, and I think, Greg, you alluded to this yesterday, that now all of a sudden, because Joe Biden, and he went down the road of identity politics by selecting an African-American female, he, uh, Kellyanne Conway says that the country is suffering from the daily consequences of embracing Identity politics, which I agree with, no doubt about it. She goes on to say, give me somebody who is qualified and compelling. And if they meet those two criteria, that would be a lady that Trump could pick. Here's her suggestions. And Don, you'll like this. Senator Katie Britt, Republican from Alabama, who really doesn't get a lot of attention, but is kind of an up and coming uh, politician down in Alabama. She mentions Elise Stefanik. We've all talked about her. For those that don't know the name, Elise Stefanik is from New York. She is the one who eviscerated Claudine Gay over her stance and statement following what the Ivy Leagues, specifically Harvard, uh, were talking about when it came to the Israel-Hamas war and genocide on campus. She mentions your gal, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yay. Right there she is. Now, she also throws out somebody that I know. Marsha Blackburn, Republican from Tennessee, okay. doesn't work for me. It would not work. I don't think it sells. But you like Marsha. I, I do, but I don't like her for Trump. Um, and then she mentions Christy Nome. So Kate, Katie Britt, kind of off the radar. Marsha Blackburn, probably off the radar to most people, although she's the one that was pushing many people for the flight logs and the um, all the information for Epstein Island in the last couple of months. And then you have Elise Stefanik. I think our audience certainly knows of her. Clearly, they know Sarah Huckabee Sanders. 
and Christy Nome. Are you of the belief now, and I, I, I ask this question because I see a name like Katie Britt, and I see a name like Marsha Blackburn, and I, I, I always think every time when it comes to a conversation on predicting something, usually the smartest people go the opposite of what the public believes will happen. Mm-hmm. It almost seems too obvious for Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, perhaps Sarah Huckabee Sanders, perhaps Elise Stefanik, Christy Nome. Like, if we have rattled off seven, eight, nine different names, is it fair to, or, to arrive at the conclusion that Trump's going to hit us with a curveball that nobody saw coming? Perhaps a name that some of us don't even recognize off the top of our head? I feel like that could be maybe the path he ends up taking. I'm just curious why it's okay for Kellyanne Conway to play identity politics when when we do nothing but criticize the other side for playing identity politics. Desperate times, desperate measures. The, okay, ab- the, could, the abortion. You could say that about everything. No, we're we're guilty of it too here because we said that it's not going to be a a white male right. uh, that that is going to be his running mate. At least we don't think so. I, I think like, the I think the justification for Trump there's or there's always a, justification, huh? There's always justification, right? And I think the justification is this thing is razor thin, and you are struggling in. You're not struggling with Hispanics. Yeah, you're doing better than you ever have with Black voters. The giant elephant in the room is the female demographic. Yep. Post Roe v. Wade. So you you almost have to say, okay, number one. Can we win enough females to tilt this election in our favor, knowing we are up against it following SCOTUS's decision to relegate Roe v. Wade and kick it back to make it a state-by-state issue? So that's the first thing. Can we win in this post-Roe v. Wade era? That's the first question. If you answer that and you say yes, which obviously anybody running for office has to believe that, or else you're just wasting your time and money and everybody else's resources, and then secondly... Who is the appropriate female voice? Who is the face of our party from a GOP standpoint that from a messaging standpoint can get the suburban mom, college educated, single career oriented, perhaps has kids, perhaps doesn't have kids, that views Trump to be Satan and blames Trump for Roe v. Wade? How do you get that person to vote Trump? You're not. Okay, well, then if you're not, then you might as well just say the hell with Christy Noem, Elise Stefanik, and say, we're just going to take the L there. It, I almost agree with that. I think that you you need to, like, those women, those suburban women that you're trying to reach are not reachable. So find another group that you can peel off more of, like, the African-American group and the Hispanic group. Like, find those groups that you can peel more of that base and hope that that went to the election. But you're saying they're not reachable at all. Is that what you're saying? Because I, I actually think, because we played you the clip. Now, granted, these were Trump voters um, last week from MSNBC. Yep. I think it was in Pennsylvania. It was. That said abortion is not the number one issue. So let's just say, hypothetically, that for independent females out there that are not, up, that are not happy post-Roe v. Wade, that think it's an issue, Maybe there are some of them out there that say, you know what, I don't like what happened in June of 2022, but the economy and immigration to me right now is a more pressing issue 
than abortion is. It's in their wheelhouse. It's definitely something that they're pissed off about, but it's not the number one issue. What if they compartmentalize and they they rank them and they prioritize and they say, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't like the whole abortion thing going on right now, but I need to be able to feed my kids every two weeks. I got to be able to pay my mortgage. I got to be able to gas my car up. And think about when we start paying attention to these economic factors. Memorial Day, what's the cost of gas? Fourth of July, what's it going to cost me at the grocery store for my Fourth of July holiday party? And then when we get to August, what is everybody's number one concern before we go away for Labor Day? Back to school costs, right? Sneakers, clothes, school supplies. That's when you start paying. Those are like three different benchmarks on when you pay attention to certain economic indicators. Could there be an independent female out there that says, man, I really hate this Roe v. Wade stuff, but you know what? At the end of the day, I feel like our country's being invaded and I have less money under Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, to your point that the op-ed that Kellyanne Conway, you know, wrote for the New York Times, that's exactly what she's saying in her Mm op-ed. She would agree with you that uh, Trump should not necessarily pick a woman, but she I think she does say that she would like to see a person of color considered. Well, she mentions Byron Donalds and Wesley Hunt. Byron Donalds, as we all know, Republican from Florida. Love him. Absolutely love him. He was on my top of the list for Speaker of the House before it went to Mike Johnson. And Wesley Hunt from Texas has made a lot of noise and a lot of headlines and is certainly an up-and-comer as well. And you mentioned, you know, a person of color. Of course, uh, Dr. Ben Carson. He's always thrown out there. I, I don't know where that comes from. And, and I, you know, he's a former neurosurgeon, I, Trump cabinet member, but... All I know, having this conversation, I never want to hear you talk about DEI again if this is the criteria we're putting for a vice president. No, I mean, look, I, I, I want somebody that's qualified that can also deliver in the slivers where maybe Trump doesn't do as well as he should. It's not about just give me anybody that's female or anybody that's gay or anybody that's But that's black. basically what Kelly Conway's saying. Give me the qualified people. I think these a lot of these people are qualified, but there's other people where I have no interest. Like, I have no interest in Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I have no interest in Ben Carson. So there are females and there are black people on these lists that I have no interest in. There are some people that really stand out to me. Like Vivek Ramaswamy. Say what you want about him, and he's not going to be the VP. But, you know, forget the identity politics. That's one of the smartest guys yeah. I've heard in a long, long time. He's a brilliant guy. He, I mean, he's Doogie Hauser for God's sakes. <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of the nerd and the dweeb demographic. But, but Vivek really, I mean, he really caught people's attention. I mean, if you talk about it, who got the most bang for their buck in primary season when they were all in the race? Oh, yeah. There's nobody that is more ascending than Vivek. No, and that's how he made a name for himself. Remember, everybody... Uh, mis- was mispronouncing his name, discounted him. And you know what? For somebody who's, you know, a couple years away from his 40th birthday, who was, I mean, granted, he was a New York Times bestseller, but he was not a national name by any means. Mm-hmm. I mean, now he's a household name. Yeah. So he, I think he did, he was respectable, did respectable for himself. Her comment is to answer Greg Stocker, Kellyanne Conway has a quote in there. That she says it's not identity politics, a la the Democrats. She calls it an equal helping to lead an America first movement that includes more union workers, independents, first time voters, veterans, Hispanics, Asian Americans and African Americans. That's what she wrote. All I know is that it's easy to defend when it's a person you like.
I mean, look. It, I'm it, not saying you. No, no, if, don't don't no, think you're throwing away. I was I'm just giving you. her if, if, if the it's... most If the most qualified person to be Trump's VP, and so what we're looking at here is we're looking at who's the most qualified versus who can actually bring in a demographic that could actually slide this thing in Trump's favor. Those are two different conversations. The, the most qualified person could be a black lady, could be a white male. I don't know who the most qualified is. I can tell you who I like, and if we're going to play the DEI game, well, then we can rank based on competence. The difference here to me, if Republican versus Democrat, is the Democrats are all out incompetent people in the DEI game. There's nobody on the planet that thinks Kamala Harris is a good vice president. There's just nobody. I'm not, actually, I, I take that back. How, she's, how she has 27% approval is beyond me. Those are people that are just clearly, whoa, she's a female or she's an African-American, so yeah, she's doing a great job, that don't pay attention to any of the headlines or any of the actual stories that are unfolding. The problem with the the problem with the the abortion issue is that on both sides, you're ne- there are solely people that vote on that issue on both sides. There's there's the people who is like the overturning of Roe is literally the end of civilization and would never vote for any sort of GOP person that supports that. On the other side, pro-life people mm-hmm. would never vote for somebody who is pro-choice. So it, it goes both ways. So having a female or having somebody like that on the ballot is not really going to get you uh, who you really need to reach. As the spokesperson for Kellyanne Conway, here's what she said. A qualified, I'm teasing, a qualified running mate who attracts attracts rather than alienates core constituencies is ready to lead on day one and who can find his or her way in front of a TV camera without becoming the headline is preferred. So, which is, I mean, true. Kamala with her weird laugh mm-hmm. that you've isolated and yeah. some of her dopey things she said you you can't even remember her ethnicity or what or any of that stuff you just remember the dopiness Mm -hmm. all right well then here's the question as we go to break people think about this can donald trump win the presidency with a white male as vice president think about that during the break before yes okay think in 2024 things have shifted though eight years ago is a long time ago can can donald trump win with the next mike pence as a vp i think we're putting way too much emphasis on the vice president i don't okay. think people vote on the vice I, most people can't name vice presidents no. most that's people that's true that's true so that's I, a little bonus it you know it's fun to it's fun to kick around and political junkies love it because you know this is what we do but i i just think that the majority of people couldn't name the vice president on most on most tickets. I mean, look, the vice president could be completely irrelevant, and it could come down to immigration versus abortion. Yep. Simple as that. That's exactly what it's going to come down to. All right. 855-839-1210. We'll come back, get to our morning mystery movie clip, and then what's on the cut sheet part due. Kale & Company, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get to Dawn's Big Three at 9 coming up here in just a few moments. As well as what's on the cut sheet part due. Who on Twitter today? What's on tap for the Dawn Show? And also today in music history. And by the way, Toby Keith passing away at the age of 62 after a year and a half battle with stomach cancer. So... Rest in peace to uh, the great Toby Keith, 62 years old, as uh, we get to our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. 
Hi, Tracy. Who put you up to this? What do you mean? You just woke up this morning and suddenly decided to run for president? No. Um, no, I, I just thought that, uh... Thought what? Well, I was talking to Mr. McAllister about my leg and how I still want to do something for the school, and... So Mr. McAllister asked you to run? Well, um, I, I talked to him and everything, but he just said that he thought it would be a good idea and how there's all different kinds of fruits and, um... And, well, it's nothing against you, Tracy. I mean, you're the best. Uh, I, I just thought, uh... Okay. You're on, Mr. Popular. Think you know what it is? Call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Now, once again today and all week long, a pair of tickets to Bucks County Paracon, the first annual paranormal conference on March 9th at the Zlock Performing Arts Center in Bucks County. For tickets and more info, visit bucks.edu slash tickets. Call at 12, 855-839-1210. You will get a pair of tickets to Bucks County Paracon. Best of luck to you. And we will have that again on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. All right, it is now time for Don Stensland's Big Three at 925. It's the Big Three and Nine on Kale and Company. And our Big Three this morning, sponsored by Best Work Industries for the Blind. Number one, a follow up as the parents of those Kansas City Chiefs fans who were found frozen to death in a guy's backyard, say the new toxicology findings actually show and prove to them there's way more to this story. Mm-hmm. We so thought so. S- what's that? We thought so. Well, some family members are accusing the one surviving friend who's the homeowner where they were partying that night for the game that he's like some kind of a Walter White. Yes. Ooh. Because he's a, he's actually a top scientist and a chemist Ah. and allegedly back when they all went to high school together that was you know his nickname Uh uh-huh so it appears to me guys that this is just my opinion that they all took a bunch of drugs that he created he didn't take as much as them slept for two days passed out you know slept for two days they all went outside and died so he took enough to be knocked out for 48 hours yes but the rest of them took way too much that's the that's the allegations. Wow! If you read between the lines, that's what it looks like. Okay. Again, nothing's proven. Yeah. But that's what it looks like. Now the parents are saying they're speaking out about their sons, all in their you know mid to late thirties, and they're saying these guys were not drug addicts. Maybe they took something recreationally, but at least one of the relatives, I believe, a brother of one of the the men who tragically died, is wondering out loud if they actually died inside. If what Greg said is true, oh. but were they dragged out on the patio? That's pretty diabolical to, to, you know, hey, let's take two of these. Actually, I'll take two and you'll take seven of these and then you'll die in my house and I'll toss you out in the backyard. It's it's just a weird I mean, there's story. been times that my fantasy football draft where I hope, you know, some of my buddies choked on a hot wing, but, <laughs> you know, I, ne- I never wanted to drug them and, uh, you know, toss them out into the yard. Oh my God! God, this is—I mean, this is this yeah. has got Netflix series written all over it. Right. Yeah, he—I mean, look—if if if the allegations are true, and you know they're saying that he was like the next Walter White, I'm sure if he's concocting all of these things, yeah, he he, he may have been a a drug taker that was, you know, that built up his tolerance, and maybe they weren't. You wow. know what I mean? I I don't know. It's horrific. Yeah, it's awful. 
Number two, blame game. Atlantic City's casinos have no legal obligation to stop compulsive gamblers from betting. This ruling by a judge who dismissed a lawsuit from a self-described problem gambler who accused Borgata and its parent company, MGM Resorts International, of basically uh, you know, cajoling him in with all these offers to gamble despite knowing about his addiction. But the judge, in fact, says, essentially, it's on you. Yeah. And this is this actually doubles down on previous rulings. But it was a big ruling that everybody was watching. Yeah. Look, as a fan of uh, gambling and a fan of sports books and casinos, look, it's not on them. It's on you. Again, this all falls under the personal responsibility and accountability umbrella for me. Not their fault. You have a problem, get it fixed. Have family and friends step in. It's not on them to shut it down. So uh, a loss on that one. And number three, shark attacks are on the rise worldwide. Scientists want to know why. They're researching this. So ultimately, worldwide and in, in New Jersey, off the coast of New Jersey as well, worldwide, an increase in the number of unprovoked shark attacks, nearly 70 of those happening during, during, 20, during last summer, during last year, and that's up from 63 in 2022. Ten of those, only 10 were fatal out of nearly 70. But they've said, you know, the, all of these are in the, on the rise, including off the Jersey Shore. Dun, 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 dun. Stay out of the water, folks. <laughs> it's an election year and those sharks are hungry. <laughs> I actually, you were talking about Jaws back to the Rocky conversation and stuff like that, Creed. So I had looked up sharks and I had found that little story. So yeah. that, that was what provoked it. So that's your big three. Watch out for the sharks this Beautiful. summer. All right. Thank Best you Work much. Industries for the Blind, Changing Lives, nonprofit organization located in Cherry Hill. Best Work Industries for the Blind, providing training and employment for people who are blind or visually impaired. For employment opportunities or to donate, you can just go to bestworkindustries.org. Hill and Company, Big Three. All right, Don, thank you very much. Uh, we, uh, Yeah, we do have our winner on the line. Here we go. Anthony in New Jersey is our morning mystery movie clip winner this morning. Anthony, thank you for listening. What movie clip did we just play for you? Election. Woo-hoo! That is correct. You have got the tickets. It's a pair of tickets to the Bucks County Paracon, yeah. the first annual paranormal conference, March 9th, at the Zlock Performing Arts Center in Bucks County. Congratulations, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening and playing. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get another call, and then we're going to get into what's on the cut sheet part due. It's all on the other side of Kale & Company as we continue live on this Tuesday morning. All right, fellas. Perhaps you have reached that point in your life where you need to spice things up a bit in your current relationship or or... Maybe you're trying to impress somebody new on the open market. Well, I've got the recipe for you. It's Blue Chew's Chewables. That's right. Blue Chew's tablets are a performance enhancement for the bedroom that will have you knocking it out of the park and will help you gain that extra confidence come game time. And here's the thing. It has the same active ingredient as Levitra, but a more cost-friendly price. Blue Chew's, they have licensed medical professionals that will work with you to find the right ingredient and the right strength for your prescription. And if swallowing pills isn't for you, no problem. Their tablets are chewable. And how about this special offer for my listeners? Try Blue Chew absolutely free. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com, enter the promo code 1210, 
and just pay the $5 shipping fee. And boom, it's yours. Discreet delivery, no in-person conversations. And that special someone is going to thank you for bringing back your prime. BlueChew.com, promo code 1210, and it's made in the United States of America. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. We're going to get to what's on the cut sheet part due in just a matter of moments. A lot of reaction on social media to the poll question uh, that I posted at Nick Kale on Twitter. Does it matter who Trump selects as his VP? Right now, 57% say yes, 43% say no. Greg is in Buckingham. He's got some thoughts on Trump's possible veep, and he's with us this morning on 1210. Greg, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I have a name nobody has really brought up at all. I think he speaks brilliantly. He's a real good Trump conservative. Um, oh, boy. And um, Rick Grinnell. And I think he will check a lot of boxes. He's a real Trump backer. Openly gay, and I believe, I think as I will- well, right? Yes, he is, and that's why I think he will hit some demographics that people love to pick on the Republicans about, yet he is as strong a Trump supporter as there can be. He's been in the State Department. He's been in national intelligence. Ambassador to Germany. Yep. Yes, and uh, he will be a tremendous addition to the Trump team, and I'm yeah, that's definitely that's definitely an outside the box thought. I, I I thought I read something recently that he was battling non-Hodgkin's lymphoma or something. I, I don't know if that if that's in remission now or if he's better. But I thought I read something about him. I don't know, maybe two years ago. So uh, I'm not sure what his current health status is. But that would definitely qualify as outside the box of people that, uh, names that people are not talking about. So. I appreciate the call. Uh, by the way, that poll question is up right now on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten WPHT. If you're on the chat or if you're on if you're watching right now, please hit the like button and hit the subscribe button. Does it matter who Trump picks as VP? What did you say your Twitter? I had fifty seven percent yes, forty three no. Uh yeah, well, YouTube is fifty three forty seven. Yeah. It's pretty close. It's within the margin of error. <laughs> All right, 9.38 on a Tuesday morning. Let's get to What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2. What's on the Cut Sheet? Part 2. What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2 is sponsored by Wawa. Wawa's new snack and go wraps make any time snack time. Try a built-to-order snack and and go... Excuse me. Let me, let me start this again. <laughs> What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2 sponsored by Wawa. We love Wawa. Wawa... Wawa's new snack and go wraps make any time snack time. Try a built to order snack and go wrap today with flavors like buffalo or honey hot chicken. Only two forty nine. Gotta have a Wawa. Sounds perfect. I'm gonna have that for lunch today. You get two for five. Mm-hmm. If my math is correct. Buffalo chicken is the greatest invention Fight of, all, me. of all time. <laughs> Maybe. Fight me on that. I'm actually in the mood for some buffalo wings. To be honest, mm-hmm. I could go for a dozen real hot and crispy. Yeah. Does Wawa have buffalo wings? They're boneless. They should. Um, Trump uh, has officially called for an immediate debate with Joe Biden for the good of the country. (laughs) He said this on the Monday edition of the Dan Bongino program, where he he also says he doesn't think Biden will run for president. I mean, Biden's won two primaries. If he's not going to run, when is he going to? Well, there's some people that subscribe to the theory that I've kind of adopted in the last two months that he's going to get swapped out at the end of uh, the summer yeah. at the convention. Yeah, I get that. Just... 
look, I I was the first person to say it wasn't going to be Trump or Biden. So are you back on the on the thought that it will be Joe as the nominee? I do. Yeah, it's amazing. We're all flipping around here. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, this is this is how that conversation went. Country. And I don't think he's going to run. And I don't know if it's donors or otherwise. It might be his family. It might be something. I don't think he's yeah. going to run. But I'd like to yeah. call for immediately debates. I'd like to debate him now because we should debate. We should debate for the good of the country. So I will officially on your show call. I will. Oh, wow. Also, Look at that. Also said, We're breaking news, Mr. President. Donald J. No, no, Trump calls for debates against uh, Joe Biden. I mean, that's great. So we, we can break some news here. problems, Dan, and get yeah, him to change his ways, but I am officially doing that. I also put out, you probably this noticed, that I'll take his spot at the Super Bowl if they want. We'll get very yes. good ratings. I love it. Mr. President, I gotta go. Okay, so Bongino was doing that interview from like a bathroom or something. <laughs> not sure what was up with his sound. But here, forget, forget the debates because Joe's not going to debate. I actually think that's a brilliant idea by Trump to throw out the fact that I will do an interview at, at the Super Bowl. We talked about this yesterday for the second straight year. Joe Biden will not do uh, the biggest softball interview you could ever get. You're going to be last year. I get it. You didn't want to do it on Fox News, although it was going to be with Brett Baer. But Brett Baer is not going to come after you. He's not like, you know, Hannity or Waters or Carlson or anything like that. He's a news guy. Now, it would be a little bit more difficult than Nora O'Donnell. But this year you turned down Nora O'Donnell, who you've done in the past. And oh, by the way, this is about a three-minute interview. I mean, mm-hmm. think about this. It's a question on Russia and Ukraine. It's a question on the border. And then it's, well, what ice cream are you going to have when Taylor Swift uh, yeah. is shown in the second quarter? And then, boom, the interview's over. Yeah. How do you duck out of the biggest layup softball question of all time? That's how worried they are. Of course, the CBS will never extend the invite to Trump. But if I'm Trump, on my team, I reach out to CBS News. Hey, yeah. I'll do it. No. They would never do it, but it shows you how worried the Democrats are that mm-hmm. they're passing up on it. To your point, yep. Do you? Do you got? I, I don't know. I I have a different approach. I I what just think? think that he knows, like politics. These two are so unpopular that he's gonna he's gonna put an interview of himself on a For day when, when people don't want to think or talk about politics. Get up and go to the bathroom. Eat your buffalo wings from Walmart. Yeah, I no, I, I mean, I understand. I I saw your husband's long post on this about how oh, he thinks he, that it, it's it's like a you know you're guaranteed seventy million viewers or whatever like that. I, I just don't. I mean, the reach people, is incredible, but if people just are they exhausted by the people, Super Bowl and the president, or just these two? The, these two, like we've this is this is Ali Frazier too. You know what I mean? Like we've we've done this dance before. People know Trump. People know Biden. Nobody needs to get to know the president. Nobody needs to get to know Trump. Everybody knows them. So like, what good does it do getting out there and and just rehashing the same stuff over and over again? I say we move up the election to April. <laughs> Honestly, what's the point? I mean, if everybody's already in their own camps. For the next nine months, what, uh, all of this is just posturing at this point, right? Yeah. Let's get to the fight already. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. That'll do it for uh, part due of the cut sheet. And we'll uh, figure out what's up with Bongino's mic. Uh, we'll come <laughs> back and we'll get to what's on tap for the Dawn Show today in music history, courtesy of Phil Omquist. And who won Twitter today? It's all still on the way. Kale and Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Yeah. Speaking of my husband, I did just retweet because I'll get in trouble if I don't retweet his stuff too, Greg. Wait a minute. You're supposed to retweet our stuff, not I him. Know. He works for a competing like radio I... <laughs> station. My God! Okay. Thank God I love Kitchen Magic. I'll undo it. I'll okay. undo Thank it. Thank you.
So the only thing I'll do is give Larry a little kitchen magic. No more yeah, tweet baby. love for him, all right? <laughs> kitchen magic. It, you know, when I think about kitchen magic, my kitchen, it really is the heart of my home. I always say, do you ever notice you have people over and you fix up the house? Everybody ends up in the kitchen. It's like, get out of my kitchen. But if your kitchen or bath is outdated, you need kitchen magic. They're local, family-owned and operated, and in Pennsylvania. Since 1979, they have a great, experienced team that has transformed more than 60,000 spaces. They're experienced. They know what they're doing. A dedicated design consultant is going to work with you on your choices for refacing custom cabinets, backsplash, all the counters, tub shower conversions. They do that, too, to get you exactly what you want. And it comes with an industry-leading warranty. That's important, too. Right now, Kitchen Magic offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing. And get this, you get 10% off your remodel. Just visit them at kitchenmagic.com. Kitchenmagic.com. Tell Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company on a Tuesday morning as we put a bow on another show. Don't forget another keyword coming up tomorrow at 8.30, and we will try to get Tony Bruno on right around that time tomorrow as Bruno will be out in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. And uh, once we get that uh, ironed uh, and squared away, I will let you guys know on Twitter if, in fact, we confirm Tony Bruno. But I can confirm that 11 minutes from now, it's the Dawn Show, and we find out what's on tap at the top of the hour. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and a new warning to men who might be a little lonely, may even maybe might even need the product that Nikhil's starting to launch this week. Congratulations on that one. Blue Chew. Blue Chew, which at first I thought it was like you had a dog food sponsor, and <laughs> yeah, I was my like wife, so my, jealous. My wife said the same thing. Is that like a dog food thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, not at all. <laughs> but it's like a com- it's cute because it's a combo of like the little blue pill, mm-hmm. but you, right. So that was that's a blue chip. Yeah, I think the dog food isn't it blue wolf or something. <laughs> blue blue buffalo. Blue buffalo. Yeah, yeah, buffalo. This is blue chew. Yes. Since, <laughs> since we're plugging it, promo code twelve ten. That's right. Thank you. But that's cool. But there's a new warning going out. And this is horrific. And even some local some some victims are speaking out of these scams that are happening of men who think they're on a, a dating site. And uh, this one divorcee speak. I mean, it's it's a horrific situation that's going on. So they're really putting out the warnings. The FBI is involved in this, but people just um, scammed out of their life savings. So we'll talk about that one for sure. We've got a lot going on today that we're following. Coming up in the eleven o'clock hour, we're going to have a great guest. Steve uh, Ulrich is going to preview the budget address by Governor Josh Shapiro today. So we'll talk about the budget and scrunch things, as well as the upcoming special election in Bucks County that we've been talking about here on Kale & Company that's next week that's really going, to, really going to decide the balance of power in our legislature, which, of course, is pretty much shut down in the House as they blame a leak in the floor or whatever. And then uh, about 10.05-ish, my friend Christine Flowers will be along. We'll talk about We'll get her reaction on these scams going on against men, lonely men, but also some of the headlines of the day, including, of course, Krasner and the usual suspects. Okay. By the way, speaking of scams, did you see that Drew Barrymore got catfished again and fell for another guy that was posing to be somebody else? We, we, we've talked about her and her god-awful show that she does. She's a mess. Yeah. She is a mess. She's just a sucker girl I feel kind of bad for. Her. She got catfished and scammed to think that she was going on a date with Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. <laughs> wow. 
By the way, before we before we get to who on Twitter and um, the uh, this day in music history, just a few uh, talks about our VP conversation. Peter writes, "How about Mike Pompeo? Nobody ever mentions him as a potential running mate." Kellyanne brought his name up. Yeah. Uh, Doreen writes on his ex account. Richard Grinnell says he's better after cancer. Yes, I saw good. that. Great. Uh, Nemesis Enforcer says VP never matters ever. I agree with that. Uh, Road Warrior uh, says uh, VP Chris Christy Nome. Okay. Um, Maria says Greg Abbott for VP. <laughs> Marcus Aurelius says Paulie Shore for VP. <laughs> and then since we're doing this, and then we'll get to this day in music history. Uh, Twitter. Hang on. Who won Twitter? Hassan bin Sober actually wins Twitter. He says, stay on, he's saying this to you, Nick Kale. Stay on Twitter just because Stalker says not to. You don't have to listen to him. He's not your wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. I love it. You put it that way. That's so, like a little, be a rebel. Yeah. I am kind of a rebel. I, yep. I spit in the face of conventional wisdom. <laughs> or, you know, be a good team player for the job that pays you. Yeah. Just, could do that as well. Just a thought. These are all things that'll be marinating in, in my head as I uh, pour a cocktail. I'm on today. Twitter. Listen, I'm on Twitter because of this job. Same here. I wouldn't be on Twitter if it wasn't for this job. Same here. I've said that many times. So, I told you when I retire, I'm throwing all my electronics in the ocean. But again, oh, okay. I'm tired of having the Twitter conversation with you too. <laughs> He's disgusted with Don, us. Don, please retweet some stuff so he gets calmed down. I know. I'm going to have to trigger him. Yeah. All right. Let's, all right, let's get to uh, today in music history. Today, February 6th, we celebrate the birthdays of Axl Rose, who turned 62, Bob Marley, and Gord Downey of the Tragically Hip. We also sadly lost Gary Moore on this day in 2011. A couple of notable singles include Springsteen's I'm on Fire, released day in 85, and Frank Sinatra released his very first single, Your Hit Parade, in 1943. And a couple singles also hit number one on this day. Centerfold by Jay Giles in 82, and the Righteous Brothers with You've Lost That Loving Feeling in 65. For Kale and Company, I'm Phil Lomquist. Oh, Angels in the Centerfold, Jay Giles Band 82? My old man loved the Jay Giles Band. <laughs> I'm feeling old. Axl Rose is 62. Good God. Dude, I could, I could rattle off Jay Giles songs. Southside Shuffle, Must Have Got Lost, Angels in the Centerfold. I might actually listen to that on the way home a little nice. bit today. This song is actually called Centerfold. What did I say? Angels in the Centerfold. Well, yeah, it's the chorus. Angels, Angels in the Centerfold. Yeah, na, 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 na. Yeah, but it's not the name of the song. Yeah, the Honda. Yeah. <laughs> musically, i tell you what. All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. We're back tomorrow, Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. And as our uh, once progressive, now moderate senators famously said. Good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.